All right, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Iglap. Of course, it's me, Paolo. And for today's episode, it's going to be very exciting because we actually have a guest who I actually invited last season, but because of, you know, certain events, circumstances like that, we weren't able to to continue. But I'm glad that he's here for today's episode and for today's season. And yeah, let's see where this goes. We're going to have a lot of topics to discuss. I mean, from acting to memes, <laughs> to culinary. So it's really going to be like a wide range of topics for today. So as usual, if you do have any questions for the guest um, during the episode, just comment them down below. And yeah, so let me introduce you to who this person is. So he's an actor and an aspiring chef. He, uh, what do you call this? He wants to become, a, or he is a great leader and he's trying to just do his own thing, basically. Uh, he's a meme lord. He's an actor. He's a model. Welcome to Iglap, Bruno Gabriel. Hey, Bruno. Hey, <laughs> meme lord. <laughs> hi. So, uh, first of I all, I would like to thank you for having me here. Yeah. I, I appreciate it a lot, actually. So, hey. <laughs> it's very exciting. And I just have to say that uh, I'm sure you've been uh, bullied about this, but we actually do talk about Bruno. So, Hello, Bruno. Well, Actually, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't been Are you serious? Like, I'm the only person yeah. who did that. Well, what? I don't know. I don't know. What, I mean, what like... kind of friends do you have? <laughs> I, I did see it. I did see that I was uh, tagged once in, in that reference, but. Uh, that, that was me. I tagged you in that. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, fine. Twice then. Twice. Like, I, I was once tagged uh, on a. On a reference that i did i didn't of uh, people i didn't know but like uh and then there's you of course you're like the only guy i know who did yeah use that reference <laughs> so yeah <laughs> well i'm so happy to have you here and before we continue i just want to thank our sponsors so thank you to swagat indian cuisine masculine more manila and their nature so bruno um you know you gave us such a great uh introduction i just summarized it on my own way but why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself like you know, maybe like fun facts about Bruno, like stuff that not a lot of people know about you. Okay. Uh, well, mm, let me see. Uh, for the most part, I pretty much grew up uh, with sports. Uh, I think sports has pretty much been the sort of like my set of values that sort of raised me the most when it comes to work ethic, when it comes to working in general. For uh, growing up, I've been... Uh, a tennis player um, for probably like as far as I could remember then apart from that I've been into like many sort of like mixed martial arts so I've I've done uh, some Filipino martial arts actually uh, if anyone is into the uh, the community like Yao Yan Sayaw ng Kamatayan that's that was probably like my uh, one of my the first martial arts that I've done that I am really you know, paid attention to because the rest I was just a child or, or something. Uh, then after that, I've I've done uh, karate or karate. How much how do you pronounce it? Like for for a very long time. Then I've been exposed to very shortly, like very briefly, the the grappling community sort of. Then uh, of course, like I, I I don't have the time for everything. But I mean that that's 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 less of of what I've done. But I, that's that's what people get interested in because like I think a lot of people get interested in combat right but for the most part i've been a tennis player i've competed uh here 
and in America. I think the furthest I've been to was actually in America. I've played collegiate there. Uh, I was one of the, I was I played for the Cypress Chargers. Um, wow. I played, yeah, I played for the you know, uh, Northern Orange County Conference. Then uh, apart from that, I play I've played football um, here in the Philippines. I've I've been a part of the UFL, and I think right now the UFL is not exactly the main um, governing body of the sport, and it's it's PFF, uh, uh, PFL, I believe. I, I haven't been in touch with the football uh, industry for quite a while here in the Philippines. Then I've also mm, been like part of the the ASCALS training pool, but I haven't really competed uh, wow. with them. But, but I mean, I, I mean, it's just like a training pool sort of thing. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get. I mean, that's that, that, that's yeah. kind of like a that's like a, like a team B still. I mean, you know, they, they, sort I mean, of you yeah. It, right? It's I mean, you're a step closer to being part of the national team in a way, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, um, uh, but for the most part, uh, uh, these are pretty much the things I've done before the whole uh, acting in a professional sense. Um, that sort of thing. So I guess I'm, I'm assuming that now that you asked me that question, you're going to ask the history regarding um, how we ended up acting. You know, I, Well, that's I, something I wanted to save for later on, but if you want to... No, I mean, like, you can ask. It. If we're going to talk about it later, it's fine. <laughs> but that's okay. one thing I think a lot of people don't know about me, especially that uh, people have seen me uh, in mostly just act, uh, just acting, because that's what I am on TV, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, that's something. Can I just say, I never knew that you were into sports because, of course, when you first met, it was on Rika's birthday. Uh, We were just drinking, having fun. Then we we became friends because of memes. But I only (laughs) only found out that you were an athlete from Landam, actually. That that Mm. was the funny part. Landam, yeah. Even though that you and Landam were some sort of like teammates in a way. He was my teammate for, I think two or three years or something. I, I couldn't recall. Yeah. yeah, but to everybody watching, Landam is a common friend of ours. And I knew him from my sports history at, at the tennis times. So, um, and for you, I'm assuming, uh, where'd you guys meet? Well, uh, Landam and I met because of Rika. And he was actually here last season mm, where he spoke nice. a bit about his tennis thing. So I'm curious about you though. Like, um, I asked Landam this question. I want to ask you this question. So you mentioned tennis, you mentioned combat sports like karate, etc. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned about football. But you know, in a country like the Philippines, basketball is kind of the biggest sport for men, right? While for women yeah. it's volleyball. Yeah. So I'm curious, why did you start out with more of a solo type of sport? Because my assumption is you did tennis, then combat sports, then football, right? Or was mm-hmm. it football well, I mean, what came first? Tennis was the first of all, you yeah. know. Uh, that's because basically just because my mom and my dad were tennis players, you know. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, and that's the only reason. So, uh, of course, like as a child, I I would just, you know, go on. Like, I'm, I'm guessing that my parents put me there basically so they could have like a place to put their energetic child, you know, because <laughs> I had a lot of energy as a kid, you know, and... Uh, I did enjoy the game, like the concept that, oh, okay, there's there's points here and then I have to actually master this thing. And then I remember like an actual thought that I would rec- recurrently have is like, oh man, if I don't get this good at the sport by this age, like I would have never 
made it professionally or something so like i, I always have this fear that now i might get too old like by this age like if this star is doing this this star has already done these tournaments you know uh yeah uh, i've I basically like the, the reason why i've gotten it it's because of uh my parents introduced it to me and i enjoyed it a lot you know it's a good sensation you get to uh hit the ball you know it, it's like you know the crispy feeling of of um it's a good sensation. I love the experience. I loved every minute of it. I love uh, running after the ball, like getting all tactical, you know, seeing my opponent just run after the ball. And uh, I enjoyed everything, pretty much. Combat sports, because I, I just thought it was, it was cool. And at the same time, like, uh, I think it's important to know how to fight to a certain extent because uh although like in my experience okay after studying all these uh combat sports like honestly the best thing to do is just to not get into a fight maybe uh preferably this may sound funny but run away or something you know that's the best thing to do but i think it's just important knowledge like you'll never know when when you need it so yeah all right so uh, you mentioned that it was because of your parents, right? They're both tennis players. That's why you got into it because they like, dropped you off in a tennis court <laughs> with a coach and you're learning, right? But as a mm-hmm. kid, you know, I assume that you watched a lot of um, Australian Opens, Wimbledons, etc. So who was like your favorite tennis player growing up? Uh, Federer, you know? I-, I love how he's just so graceful. I think he's uh, he looks very like beyond textbook on the way he plays you know like uh, first of all he's got everything correct you know he's, he's got his form right he's um very smart on on the on the field and i think he's got his own charisma you know there there are times that i tried to to not like him because it's like man this guy is so damn good like what is there not to like so i would sometimes like sorry i would sometimes like try to root for the other guy and i was like no nah, no nah, i still like my heart belongs like roger you know yeah uh, it's, it's quite interesting because like uh sometime in my life uh probably like sh- at the time i was a football player actually i've met all of most of these people uh i've met uh roger from a distance uh i've met rafael nadal uh a couple times like in one time i just I was just walking in, like in France, and he's just there. And I was like, "Huh, Rafael Nadal?" Like, "Nah, it can't be." And then, oh, Bruno, sorry. I think your mic is a bit um, muffled or something. Really? Hello. Yeah, there it's much better. Sorry, because a while ago we sounded like oh. you were like fifty miles away or something. Sorry, could you could you repeat that part? Which part about um, Rafael Nadal? You met him in I think New York or something. No, I I did. Uh, me and my family were walking in Paris in Champs Elysees. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I just saw him. I was like, "What, Rafael Nadal?" That couldn't be him. Then people started taking pictures with him. Then I was like, "Oh, so it actually is him." And then I I, I shot a video of him. Uh, with a with a camcorder because i always have a camera with me ever since what uh, year was uh, this yeah the camcorder 
<laughs> that was long ago you know i was like some probably like an early teenager or something you know yeah man because uh, the last time i saw camcorder was probably like what 2004 five six seven, I, 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 I honestly i still think camcorders are very relevant today because yeah they, they can battle the overheating issues that cameras now get so still buy a camcorder guys <laughs> so is that camcorder still alive the, the one that yeah you yeah i actually it's actually uh, still here i think i keep it on as a memory like yeah uh, later if we talk about acting i'll actually have a lot to say about that so but for now like tennis yeah i, I did uh, i i did have the privilege to meet my my heroes you know my my tennis heroes uh and i what i do enjoy about the tennis community especially like on the on the highest level is it has some sort of uh intimate nature in it you know it's not exactly like for example in football like like the, the guy would arguably be like such a superstar that people would go crazy you know and they're a little bit so semi hard to reach or something but uh, these guys know you know i've 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 met i've met them i've been on tennis courts with these people you know and i've i've actually had conversation like actual conversations with these people like they visited like my home court which is uh valley verde country club when i used to play so and then like i actually had the, the privilege to just you know, they were very casual they would they would just chat and i'd ask them questions and they'd ask me questions you know like well like my heroes are actually asking me questions um so yeah uh, I, i've seen a lot in in Philippine tennis, I believe I'm not as much as like other people, because like of course, eventually went to acting. I've and I've went, to, I've got, I've gotten into football later on in my sports career, and mm, yeah, uh, I sort of went a bit far from that. I haven't been in touch, so now I just uh, play when somebody invites me to and stuff. Uh, it always be, I always have a special place in my heart, uh, like this over here. Ah, it's it's in background blur, but that's a poster of my my last tennis team, you know. And oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so like I have it in my in my bedroom, just uh, you know, I be in my computer and I just look back and it's like, oh, it's these guys. So yeah, yeah. that that's really cool. I'm gonna be honest. I'm trying to remember the name because my dad used to love tennis a lot, right? <laughs> his favorite player was the the guy who was balding. Then he just I guess he. Agassi, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite player for some reason, Andre Agassi. Yeah, he was like the best like, of um, his time. Then he liked Roddick after Andy Roddick. Roddick, yeah, 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 yeah. Roddick, yeah. Roddick is yeah, angry, me, like frequently, you know. But you know, for me, like, um, I, I, I have a lot of respect for tennis just because I feel that's a very difficult sport, especially for someone like me who only plays team sports like basketball, volleyball, football, etc. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have to say my favorite tennis player of all time has to be Anna Karnikova or Maria Sharapova, man. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna Karnikova like, retired like, at her prime, I guess. You know, she disappeared I, like halfway. I mean, it was not because of the skill, man. I mean, because Anna Karnikova was really pretty. So, I mean, it was just mm. nice watching her. You know what I mean? But, yeah, but the Williams sisters are also very good. Serena and yeah, Venus yeah. are crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you no, seen they're, no, I haven't. Down. I haven't. I haven't actually. For for a time, like Serena actually was like my absolute favorite player because like she's really good. You know, like I have, like, I have no words. Female, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, like, I, I would say so. 
she's oh man yeah and I've, I've i've seen her as well like in, in real life she is very humble uh, and I she's really her. huge because of her muscles i mean that's what's incredible because she's so big and yet she's so agile right and playing yeah, because you yeah. can't be like big and heavy and play tennis right you have to kind of be light as well i think she's a very uh intelligent player you know she has uh and she was uh, able to have success both in singles and in doubles. Um, I, I, I admire her. I, I admire these people. Like these guys, to me, are, you know, growing up are are like the stars. You know, like uh, man, like growing up, I, I I've always been so amazed with with commercials. <laughs> you know, like sports commercials like these would paint like the dream like the dreams of my life you know like they're they're these are like magic to me you know like i would be so inspired by these people and uh, i believe until today like all this uh, work ethic with with any kind of sports especially when i you know at the time i was doing it intended to actually be uh, out there you know to be like the face of the sport like like these people you know uh, I intended to be one of them and, you know, like the amount of discipline, the amount of, uh, I guess, self-love you would need to have, the, the amount of sacrifice you would need to have to be able to achieve like this level of, of sharp uh, reflexes and, and skills and then playing the sport, you know, uh, is, is, a, is a discipline I've, I've gotten in my formative years, I believe, and I've carried on today to whatever it is i'm doing and i've sort of applied uh the same principle of of, of self-discipline uh when it came to like um any work you know like acting culinary and stuff it's sort of the same thing like the whole idea of of mastery you know i think the only thing that was a little bit different is like self-management to a certain extent because like if you're in a sport everybody knows the rules you know, like there's probably one or two new things that would make tactics and strategies like a little bit, you know, put you on the on the edge, right? But every, everything is pretty much the same, uh, except for the management part. So like, I'm I'm trying to understand a lot about managing myself uh, in, in in this regard, which is like uh, when I introduce myself. Uh, through to you through like my description of myself you know uh, i said like i'm i'm doing what, what did i say do you remember what i said like i'm doing a lot of things that would uh, manage myself like i'm trying to figure these things out you know yeah so yeah so so with that so you know it's very interesting that you know you're a tenant that so i'm curious like it's because you competed right here and abroad yeah in the philippines like do you remember what rank you were or something because right there's like certain rankings like this person is number yeah it's called a seed it's called a seed Um, yeah no i wasn't the seeded player actually (laughs) i had to join the the age groups um here in the philippines but no i i don't i do not actually i haven't been that far uh when it comes to like ranking but i think in america i do have a rank like uh, some of my old teammates would post on facebook like hey did you know that i have a global ranking and then they so i haven't actually checked <laughs> you know so how does one check that like do i just google your name and put their tennis ranking or something i think i think i mean i'm, I'm guessing these guys googled themselves you know um 
So yeah, maybe they have a rancor. Uh, but don't forget, like after like some time along the way, I did switch sports, like you know, in the competition. So I guess that's also one of the reasons why I didn't get seated. But I don't know. I don't think it's, I think I have myself to blame. Like people back in like when in my teenage years, some of my friends actually were seated already. So um, yeah, I, I think I was a little bit backtracked on that on that end, you know. So I'm curious. Um, let's just put some teammate rivalry here. So let's say you in your prime versus Landon in his prime, one and one tennis. Who do you think would win? I think I would win, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, I would have been disappointed if you say that it wasn't you. I, I think you would beat Landon. Like, Although I do, Landon is a very good player, I must say. <laughs> I think Landon was just okay. I think he's just more of a party boy or something. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's not for me to say. <laughs> I, I, I always trash talk Landon like that, but he knows that. No, no but yeah, okay. Guy. But that, I, I think that's really cool. Now, okay, so you did your tennis, then you did combat sports because you kind of wanted to, you know, learn to defend yourself in a way and things like that. So did you watch a lot of martial arts films as a kid? Because I love Bruce Lee movies, man. Like, Bruce Lee uh, movies are top tier for me. I loved uh, Ip Man. I didn't watch all the Ip Man movies, but I did love that one. Ip Man, like the guy who Bruce Lee's mentor. That guy. Yeah, Ip Man. I- Ip Man. Whatever, man. Yeah. Ip Man. Ip Man. Yeah, I-, I did watch that, you know. But was it a... No, actually, I wasn't like a martial arts movie kind of guy. I, I was... Uh, I-, 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 I was a... Uh, fan of like I would say sort of like boxing and then MMA like the standard stuff uh, you know <laughs> like the usual uh, MMA stuff I, I did mm, one of my so you think boxing like you mean like Rocky that, like that the, kind the, of film? oh like movies uh, and box. Yeah. Mm. I mean it's all about sports movies like what's a, what's a sport film that you would enjoy because you, you know you weren't really into martial arts and things like that so yeah a sport movie i enjoyed was goal it's like a, a some sort of like a dream come true movie uh, so, yeah santiago yeah, yeah well, goal one was good goal two was quite all right the goal three was bad i would not consider it like a uh a goal uh, uh one of the series actually another movie i enjoyed was the longest yard i think there's a lot which of which one the longest yard with uh no yeah which one the the, the remake or the original but there's a remake okay well that's the original then this is like with with adam sandler and stuff oh adam sandler's is the remake yeah oh his was the remake oh damn yeah the original one was was thrown up burke reynolds who was also in the remake oh uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah i know that one. Oh, i love that one like for me like i don't know like i have a lot of uh respect for like Honestly, like uh, in the sports world, I am very serious. But when it comes to like narrative, like I have a lot of uh, premium on comedy. You know, like I think, uh, I think the uh, comedy needs a lot more recognition, needs a lot more respect. You know, so I actually did enjoy like funny sports movies. Actually, you know, I enjoyed a uh, Gridiron Gang. Not an American football player, but yeah. I do enjoy the narrative of it. You know. I think it's. I think it has a good narrative because, like, it's an American favorite, so of course it's gonna have like a good story. Uh, recently, like the recently I watched uh, 
Legend Number Seventeen. It's a Russian language movie and uh, uh, going vertical. It's a the like Legend Number Seventeen is like a hockey movie. Going vertical is is a basketball movie. Well, yeah, and like you know, like for for the Russian people, like the Olympics is very important. So like, yep. that's yeah, true. especially and uh, I mean it, it shows like these guys win. You know, uh, I'm actually quite jealous that they always win. <laughs> uh, like, uh, to, uh, like, but I'm, but I'm actually glad that the Philippines now has been uh, getting like our better share of medals. You know, like uh, it's it's a good first in a lot of things. Actually, I think we have a lot of uh, talent in this country. Actually, you know, if only, if, if only uh, we could we could make it. It's. I've seen a lot of people who are just unbelievably strong on all the sports I've played in, you know, that I couldn't even understand how, like, you know, like I'm the one lifting weights and stuff. And this guy is not even lifting weights and he's like running like crazy uh, more than anyone else. You know, I, I find it unbelievable. And uh, uh, wherever they are right now, I hope uh, they've actually had success in whatever it is they're doing. So yeah, that's mostly my sports life. Okay. So before I continue to burn you about your poor taste in films, uh, there's someone who commented, and says hello, Bruno. So hi, Anne. Thanks for watching. <laughs> so, Thanks for watching. Bad who, taste in what? films. I mean, the question is about sports films, my friend. <laughs> no, it's just that you know, like I am no, so surprised, man, because. Look, um, you're okay. We'll talk about your acting in a in a bit, right? But yeah. like, you, you know, you're so artistic. Then when Thank I asked you, what's your favorite sports film? So I was thinking he's probably gonna say like Fire of the Fire, Rocky, mm-hmm. um, Hoosiers at least. Or maybe have you seen it, man? You've got to have seen it, man, man. Would you would you consider that to be a sports film? I mean, it's sorry. Which one? Which one? Ip Man, Ip Man. No, it, no. I mean, Ip Man is more of martial arts. It's not really a sports movie. Is different from a martial arts movie, right? So Ip Man, I respect. That I, I, that I easily respect, man. But like, okay, then you say goal. <laughs> like you Don't forget, goal. I watched that thing as a child, my friend. Yeah, but no, I mean, at least, at least um, what's that one? Um, the one about the ducks. Uh. Mighty Ducks. The Mighty you Ducks. I mean, you that one, Bruno. Come <laughs> on, man. But okay, so okay, so we're gonna talk about your acting a bit. I'm curious now, though, and I think this may be a difficult question. But name me the top three greatest movies of all time, in your opinion. No order. Blade Runner, the the, the most recent one. Blade Runner. Mm, the Revenant. I personally like The Revenant. The, the one of Leo, right? The Revenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interstellar. I, I know they're all modern movies, and I might get. No, that's uh, fine. I mean, honestly, I, I kind of respect the two so far. I don't know what you're gonna say in, in your third. I mean, after Goldman, I mean, anything is like. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the Revenant. Gili or something. <laughs> uh, the Revenant. Mm, oh, whatever. Uh, Blade Runner, The Revenant, and. So you put Revenant, um, Interstellar. What, what's the third? I know. A, a while ago, I said. Uh, a while ago, I said. Uh, 
Blade Runner. Uh, this was was my mic off when that happened. The the, okay. the the new the new Blade Runner that was to 2049. First of the culture, I have to give that to you. Those, those yeah, are yeah. excellent choices. Yeah, give like give. I'll give you like a a little bit of like a special mention. You might call me crazy again, and I'm kind of reluctant to say this, but I think Borat is one of the also one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> I could respect Borat. I, I could respect. Borat. We're talking about the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I have to give it to Sasha Baron. I mean, when it comes to comedy and the kind of comedy he does, he kind of started that. So I get, like, yeah. the, the cultural significance of Borat. But, wow, I have to say, I am very... Well, I kind of expected that from you, you know, Blade Runner, Revenant. So I'm glad that you didn't disappoint uh, oh, with worry. that one. But why did you enjoy... Okay, here's my question to you. Because I personally love... Um, both Blade Runners, the original and the 2049 one, right? But why do you like the, the sequel more than the original? I just personally, I really, I really, 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 really find comfort in anything like more modern. You know what I mean? Like I sort of feel at home watching things like that, and like not to put like old uh, movies uh, off of uh, uh, off of like my list of the of like the best stuff ever although I, I do believe that the old blade runner is amazing as well you know i just have a lot more comfort in my heart for those sorts of things you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's it feels like it's today i i slightly feel sort of like the alienated feeling if if something would to a certain extent be kind of old and like although i do like give a lot of credit to like uh older movies but i just have some sort of believe oh i think i you've you're you by you asking me a question i've come up with an answer uh okay just, just now like uh, that sounded less philosophical than i thought it would come out but i think art has to move on you know what i mean art has to art has to evolve i believe that the new blade runner is so is like the most respectful uh modernization of something that was a, is a classic which is why i i very much love it you know, art has to move on. Art has to grow. You know, we wouldn't be where we were uh, today if it weren't for these old movies. And I actually think old movies have a, a lot of better script writing, screenplay writing than movies today, which is what modern guys have to catch catch up on because, like, everybody's just very technical, right? Uh, you know, like cinematography animation slow motion uh expensive lenses so to say you know uh, uh there's a lot of things missing today that did exist back in the time of, of film and all that uh, and there are also things that are here today that we didn't have back then so like i think a lot of uh a uh, big problem a uh, big thing that people that artists of today miss out uh, as compared to the past is um, would be like the, some people forget these missing elements. You know, you can't forget your own history. You, you can't forget why these old movies are great. You know, uh, my mom used to be a uh, an actor. I believe she was actually a, a big star back in her day. Uh, uh, Lani Lubanco. Um, and she her time was different, man. Like I've seen her, uh, the movies of her time, and I was like, oh, like I wouldn't say better or not or or or, or less, but I, it looked like a golden age to me of our of our film, 
you know like i think a big adversary that the that the philippine uh narrative art world had is like the rise of piracy you know because of piracy like um i i was spoken to roughly about this so like don't like this isn't like gospel or anything this isn't like our history written in stone but uh piracy became like a huge hit uh against the um the the narrative slash showbiz slash art uh industry because like that was bad on on the the revenue on on companies on on networks on studios so uh and so like the the face of industry changed you know all of a sudden all these uh to a certain extent like more creative uh works of film had to like turn into something like more scalable you know like uh for example tv i think tv has like like the the spanish telenovela style narrative the teleseries we see today i think have have saved um the industry from from piracy because like how are you gonna pirate that you know <laughs> i mean it, it's a it's a new episode every every day every week and then like after a couple of months like there's there's another series you know yeah i mean like i wouldn't want to speak too much into it because it was actually uh, uh something of my mom's time but that is one thing i'm aware of you know uh, i forgot how i started talking about this actually but yeah so, but yeah i actually like what you said uh when you said that art needs to move on because like what you mentioned right um the time of your mom versus your time now two different periods of time right mm-hmm. that's like kind of annoys me we're in i mean you have great filmmakers right we talk about the francis ford coppola's the scorsese's yeah. right and they flat out say that marvel isn't cinema or marvel isn't film right mm-hmm. i mean i kind of get where they're coming from because when you look at their films the godfather mm-hmm. um what do you call this raging bull taxi driver etc that was like a whole different time what when film what film used to be as compared mm-hmm. to what film is now so i'm just wondering with you like so you mentioned mostly modern films that were all excellent and i know you said that you find more of a comfort when it comes to new film right or modern film mm-hmm. but what is an old film that you enjoy a lot Godfather for sure. With the exception you of said, you said the Godfather, definitely. Can you stop with the Godfather. You're gonna get me with that every time. Man, when I see you, I'm really going to like make a shirt with the goal poster for you, bro. You gotta imagine like a, a child, you know, like yeah, a yeah, Eurocentric right. child who had like like the FIFA dream, you know, to play in the World Cup. Fine. You know? What year was goal? Sorry, what year was that film? I think that was 2000. Wait, let, uh, wait, I have to check it now because I want to argue that, yeah, I mean, just my opinion. I think it's like halfway through old and new, actually, you know, so the goal is halfway through old and okay, new. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. So, sorry, for some reason, okay, I enjoyed goal. The first ah, one. See? Ah, the first see? one was pretty yeah. good, but that's what I'm talking the one about. That came to my that's mind for some reason was goal two, which I hated. Like I okay. thought it was such now a waste sense. of time. Now I remember what I said a while ago about goal, right? Yeah. I so love goal one, first... fine. I give goal one like an eight out of ten. It's pretty good <sighs> for a 2005 film. Like what you said, World mm-hmm. Cup dreams, all of that, fine. 
But are you willing to to say in this podcast that goals two and three were all a waste of time? Uh, goal two, arguably three, absolutely. I would want to forget that I I watched it. You know, <laughs> two maybe. I mean, like it's uh, maybe maybe two maybe. I wouldn't say it's bad. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't say it's bad. But not like the third one, which which I have not seen. But when I saw the trailer, not, I was like, no. do not see it. Do not. Have you seen the third Godfather? I, I've seen Godfather all three, all three, and I actually like enjoyed. It? I'm curious about the third one. How do you like it? Actually, for me, when I was a kid, when I saw Godfather Part Three, I enjoyed it a lot, even more than Part One. Really? When I was a I kid, just because I felt because as a kid, I'm not sure if you know this, but when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a film director, and I love sure. I love it when when directors do something different compared to what they're known for, right? So, like, for example, Scorsese, right? Known mm-hmm. for gangster movies yeah, and etc. Then he directs Hugo out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed so, Hugo a lot. I, I thought it was good. I, I liked the fact that he got out of his comfort zone. And so when Godfather Part 3 came out, I could understand why a lot of people hated it because, you know, Sofia Coppola, amazing director, amazing writer, not a great actress, then it became very um, telenovela-ish, right? With uh, the third one. But when did... I, as I grow older, do I think the third one is as bad as people say? No. But do I enjoy it as much as I did when I was younger? No as well. I still think Godfather Part 2 is the best one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's amazing. One and two, so I one think one and two should be, watched, like, should be considered like sort of like one movie. Like Lord of the Rings it should be one movie, right? So Yeah, like a one... One Feels film like a, that's ten hours long. Yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> but great. So, all right, now let's talk about your you getting to acting. So, mm-hmm. how did that happen? Just like you, I did want to be a director, actually. Um, while I was acting on the side, I would always film everything. You know, this camera over here. Wait, <clears throat> this is my emergency camera in case this would overheat. This one. Yeah. This is the Canon 5D uh, Mark II. And back in uh, its day, it was like revolutionary because it, it, it's a camera with a full frame. It can shoot full HD. Um, so like it has been like a favorite of like indie filmmakers and stuff. So um, everything that has probably influenced uh, me in my life was seen on screen. You know, and more important, uh, like more particularly, movies and YouTube. You know, I caught up on YouTube early. Uh, I, I, f- I found the art of um, capturing images, uh, or like of watching images that are moving, to be very beautiful. You know, and these beautiful images move people. You know, they motivate people to do certain things. I think most of my, sorry, I think most of my sports uh, passion had been acquired through commercials. You know, like, like, have you seen like a World Cup commercial before? Or probably like a Super Bowl commercial? Of course, you know, yeah. Yeah, like these are like amazing and they, they 
make these people look like stars and stuff you know like and like every time i was i was a kid i would enter like the cinema and i would get out like with with my head all over the imagination like the imagination world you know after watching stuff like like spider-man you know like i dream about like web shooting through through town you know uh i think a lot of my life was influenced by the rectangular pictures that are that move and i just thought to myself like okay let's give it a try so every time um school you know would have would ask like okay guys think of a project you can do anything you want and i was like i want i know what i want i'll get it i'll shoot videos you know because i've seen some guys on youtube you know and i think these people like youtube ogs you know like I don't know if you know these names. I don't know how long you've been following YouTube, but you have like the OG vloggers. Like back in the day, they'd call vlogs like video logs. You know, that's how old it was. Like I've been trying to vlog like half of my life and I've never, I guess, never had like the charisma to do so. I never had like, then like for a time, I never had like the 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 fast computer to, to do so because I'd have like the, the fast cam, but the computer would be like, oh no, it's too slow. Like this this computer could handle it. So like, I just loved it. You know, I'd make a story out of everything. I'd make a moving story. I'd do everybody's homework through video. People would be like, Bruno, can you do my homework? I was like, is it a is it a project? Yeah, let's make a video. I was like, okay. Then I'd like shoot them for one hour. I'd come up with a story quick and I'd shoot them. And I was like, here, so like I bring like a laptop to school. It's like edit, edit, edit for like 10 minutes. I was like, here, submit this. Like watch it first, you know? And then like uh I would I would I would shoot everything like as much as I can like beautifully cinematically and you know it was nice like I would just sit hours watching what I've done like wow like you know it's very movie like you know it, it it my own art moves me I was a fan of my own work you know uh and I you know I've that's what sort of got me the camcorder. So, like, one of my favorite YouTubers when I was young was, it was this guy named Young. I'm sorry, pretty young, right? Younger was this guy named Ray William Johnson. Okay. And he was the, he did like the first vlog I've ever seen. He had like a camcorder, walk, uh, live in his life, uh, you know, and then he just talked to the camera every day. I, you, you couldn't find that, uh, that sh uh, vlog anymore. I think he just took it all down, you know, but, uh, I was a big fan of this guy. I loved the fact that this guy could actually run a, his own show from his own bedroom or like from his everyday life. You know, and it's actually a lot more interesting than TV. You know, because of the the authentic element that uh, that these consumer uh producers have because that, that's that's like the premise of of uh social media of the new media okay you have traditional media and you have new media traditional media is like radio television and you have new media which is like youtube facebook tiktok instagram and this one your podcast this is new media you are one of the people who would move uh art or like narrative media forward so i found it really cool and uh 
uh, every day of my life, I would shoot a, a video. In fact, I'm having so much trouble managing my files. I have a lot of hard drives over there. I don't know what to do with, my, <laughs> with all these videos. And uh, yeah, like eventually, I think this is actually the answer to your question, right? Eventually, I asked uh, somebody I knew in the industry, like, hey, I want to get an apprenticeship with filmmaking. And one day I want to make movies. I want to become a director. Can you help me look for an apprenticeship? Then he was like, hey, you know what? You're a pretty young guy. You know, you, you're like quite good looking yourself. Uh, why don't you try acting? Um, if you have enough success from acting, people would more likely listen to you. Um, when you would direct because of your narrative experience because you have been in front of the camera you know i was like okay let's try it out then uh first year i uh enrolled uh in a theater school okay uh beta and uh, i've i've been taking i think i've took all of their standard classes i i don't know if they've had any like superior like high level theater classes today but I, I took all their standard courses and after that i um uh, and, and while i'm do i was doing that i was doing some commercial work uh you know to get used to being in front of the camera such as now you know um and mm, eventually got signed in uh through a network and i just took every single class every single acting class i could get my hands on like like i was i took so much classes that i was overwhelmed by the amount of it i cannot believe i'm allowed to take all these classes you know like i'm very grateful for for this education you know uh, that i've given and like through the work you know i think i've gotten a lot of trust from from uh some superiors right uh whether within within the network or like outside like artists you know it's like okay it looks like this guy um is really damn serious with this craft you know uh and then here i am today today one thing i'm particularly doing is i'm building a youtube channel i think i, I have a lot of interesting stories to tell uh actually you know i'm you know Dude, like I'm very much in love with the art of the narrative. Everything in our life, in our lives today, exists because of a narrative. You know, we we grew up believing in particular stories. You know, whatever they may be. Sorry, is this my sound good? Uh, is it? Can you hear me? You're 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 fine. You're fine. Okay, yeah. So like like uh we uh we grew up uh believing in particular stories you know whatever they may be commercials movies books you know maybe even like religious texts you know and then all these stories even like family history you know and all these stories all these uh fiction or fact like all these forms of narrative would be so real to us that they would move us to live our lives based on them you know even sciences to a certain extent are narratives you know, so I love it, man. You know, I, it, it it moves me. Like it's 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 the most amazing thing. It's arguably uh, second to actually practically living, right? Meaning being healthy. You know, getting money, getting a job. You know, like being 
with people living in a safe community. Apart from all that, you know, it is arguably one of the most important things ever. You know, why is there a podcast? Because of stories, because of narratives. Why are why are there why is there a billion dollar industry of of movies, of TV, you know, streaming uh, networks, even like sports has its own narrative. Yeah. Everything has a narrative. You ask any guy on the street, like, so who are you? And he has a lot to tell, you know, that is what drives me, man. That like, That is what drives me to, to do what I do. Like I am so passionate about, it. and there's a lot of layers to that. Like there's a lot of layers to human expression, human emotions, you know, where a person comes from, you know, the, the way a person speaks, languages, you know, not, not just languages, but dialects, you know, mm, characterizations, like each, every, like, although people are generally very similar in many ways, if they live in the same, in the same place, like, why are they so different? Everybody has a story, you know, we are who we are, less of who we choose to be, but as a result, of whatever consequence may happen. And I guess that's the, that's the that's the principle of breaking bad. You know, you have somebody like Walter White, if you've seen it, have you seen it? Sorry. Did you? I I have seen Breaking Bad, don't worry. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. One of the yes, best so. shows to follow. I think it's probably could be like the top written television narrative, not just television but the narrative of of modern day and maybe even of all time. You know, is that a reaction or is that just you I think I'm kind of thinking about that that statement, but please go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it was. I think it's very well written. You know, I mean, I guess it's uh, everything that appears on the on on Breaking Bad just may appear to be mundane, but if you just look at all the layers of of how, I mean, we already talked about my my choice on on on, on appreciating movies, but this is like basically what I, the point I'm making is. Look, imagine like a guy like Walter White, if you've seen the show uh, to anyone watching, a guy like Walter White, you know, who's like a school teacher, you know, would end up to become who he he was at the end. I mean, there's always a story, man. You know, whether we like it or not, there's something going on. Um, why do people like even like, you know, like the skill of acting, right? This is one pet peeve of mine, actually. Uh, you get a bunch of new guys who would enter like a, a, a sign up with a network or would start to act and the first thing they would want to know when they get into acting classes for example is like how do you cry and like that's it it's like how do you cry and like what if there's nothing like yeah okay what if you can cry but there's no meaning to it you know what about those so so you mean to say that you're just crying and that makes you a good actor already like, do you even did you even read the screenplay slash script? Do you even know the layers between, uh, with what's going on? And like, of course, like arguably, people might say like, well, I mean, it's a mainstream show, you know, like it's a it's a Spanish style telenovela. It's fast paced, you know, so it has to be like melodramatic, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I mean, like behind your screenplay, behind your script, somebody had written that, you know. There's a writer behind this screenplay slash script. I just use script because that's what you use and that's the word we use on on like our work here, right? The script. So like, like somebody wrote or uh, written that, you know, in in front of like other associates who has like a create uh, has like creative thoughts uh in the narrative of people. 
regardless of regardless of uh of how deep or or shallow it may be i mean like people know the truth of 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 events you know i i'm i am very passionate about these things and another thing i'm very uh, passionate about is truthfulness you know i think truthfulness is is like a very strong basis of how any uh anyone should live any narrative work should appear any news should be <clears throat> a lot of us are not truthful because of a lot of pressure towards conformity uh, i believe that a lot of us act uh based on what we see first of all maybe because of course like our heart is into it like oh i think that guy's pretty cool i think this community is pretty cool i want to sort of belong and this this like this sense of like conformity is uh, very uh, present especially in asia actually so it's not just a filipino thing if everybody's if ever anyone would complain about oh it's because filipinos are like this no it's generally a very asian thing actually uh a lot of um us on this side of the world would sort of lose a, a, a strong sense uh, of truthfulness you know every everybody in the world lacks uh, their own version of truthfulness and this is this is why stories movies uh, series or even like acting careers would fail because it lacks uh being truthful it's it's very much you know and like this is what what a lot of artists would do people artists a lot of artists would uh perhaps I, i'm not speaking for everybody i'm not uh like one of the i'm probably not one of like the, the biggest like um business slash artist people in in the world but i know for a fact that a lot of people are motivated with being called like oh i'm such a great artist i'm such a great actor you know i made such an intellectual movie you know but like yeah but you're well, well the the motivation for this work is not about the narrative the point of a movie the or let's just say movies the point of a movie is to have a good narrative so like you're not trying to show a good narrative you're not trying to tell a good story you're trying to to uh show how skillful you are you know like wow actor this cries like an mf you know, like this, this guy cries like crazy, very skillful. I could cry with one eye. It's great. So what does that have to do with the story? Are you trying to tell a story here? Are you a storyteller? Are you a narrative artist? Or are you just exhibiting your skills? You know, uh, this is something I, I could, I have the right to say, because it is a mistake that I myself make. That sometimes I would do my work and I'd try to be so good at it, you know. And at the end of the day, I was like, "Damn, like I'm not doing this for the for the story. I'm doing this for me. Like I want to look good." And like I would be so disgusted with the way I treated the the script, the screenplay, or or like or the narrative that you know. I was like, "Oh no, I shouldn't be like I'm not faithful to to the story." You know, and like you imagine, like there are a lot, there's a lot of people, especially if it's a big production. You know, it, it would be it would be nice if it's just you who who makes a story, right? But imagine all these all these people. You have the writer, you have the director, you have the producer who have like a vision. 
you know and you have all these like all these audience members that that these uh the business people would announce like okay watch this in the story you know like guy meet finally meets girls he, he loves or something you know and this guy would just like actor would just act like crazy you know like do all these ranges like this huge range of emotions you know showing a lot of expressions but like it is that's nice it's very indeed it is very skillful work but is it does it actually tell the story you know i think a lot of uh and it all comes down to truthfulness yes it's it's not bad to be like yes of course it's very important to be very skillful but more than that like the story is more important than the actor you know at least as far up uh, of course like unless it comes to health for example of course like you shouldn't kill yourself right but people take this for granted you know there's there's a uh, to me i find it to be like respect towards uh the craft towards the work you know and more and more importantly towards everyone there's a lot of thought put into this a lot of people have the same intentions and your intentions to look good you know and uh if, if you're like the star of the show a, a temptation would be like oh my god it's my time to shine like i'm in front of the camera you know a lot of, like who knows how many people would see this on, on on camera you know like i'm gonna cry like nobody can you know like with the left eye you know uh or, or whatever emotion that may be right Mm, it's it's no different from like i'm sure you you probably this would probably be the same with with music you know you'd see all these skillful musicians who would play amazing piano amazing violin would sing to the highest notes or something um but you don't feel it yeah people who would who would, like photographers who would get the most expensive f one point two lens or something and say like look at that yeah bokeh you know <laughs> uh every everything in the world uh has that sort of element and i'm sure if you would ask anyone what their favorite movie is it's all probably always the movie with with the, this particular element of truthfulness that i am so passionate about you know anywhere why do you like it it's so truthful you know you know like it's not about how cool it is it never is about how cool it is you know but it's it's what's what's true it's what's real you know i guess it's it's about what speaks to you right i mean that's what you're trying yeah. to say right? yeah of course yeah definitely. you know can i just say, i just really love you know when i was listening to you talk about how passionate you're about the about the narrative and all i completely agree with you because like for me um when i think about my favorite film so because i you know i reflected about yours and i was thinking about mine so fun fact about me is my first two films never change places like it's number one number two but when i talk about the third film you ask me one today tomorrow it changes the next day it changes so the greatest film of all time for me is lost in translation mm. and and you may ask why why lost in translation because of how truthful and how realistic and how perfect the narrative is you have this young girl have you seen the film by the way it's on my list but i haven't <laughs> oh man you have you, you have to see it like trust me like yeah. this is a film we're in i saw this when i was 11 okay like i it was 2003 i was 11 
I was probably, um, you know, when you're young and you think that I'm going to be great, you know, I want to be great. I only have to see art house films, you know, you know, watching, watching those trashy action films, you know, that's not me. You know, when you're young and you're like that, where you think that, oh, if I'm snotty or snooty or whatever, um, I'm going to be a great director or something like that, right? But uh, I saw this film because Bill Murray was in it. And I love Bill Murray. He's a great actor, funny guy, etc. I watched this movie at 11 years old. And I felt that I was already going through a quarter-life crisis after watching the movie. Because um, if I were to give like a brief description or a brief summary or a synopsis, sorry. It's about this young girl who gets married to this photographer and she's like in this loveless marriage because the guy chooses his art over her because of course when you're in a relationship right you have to be 50 50 you have to give time for yourself your hobbies etc then you also have to give time to your partner right then there's this other character bill murray who's this aging actor he's a has-been he can only get whiskey commercials in japan and all these things and it's such a beautiful film because of the story of how these two could relate, right? You have this 25-year-old, 24-year-old, and this 50-year-old man somehow relating to each other about where they are in life. Without spoiling so, anything, you're telling me, right? <laughs> I, did not, I did not spoil the film. I've always wanted to have an episode about Lost in Translation, this podcast, because that's what Eclap's all about, right? The human experience. That's why I loved it when you, when you mentioned that why does youtube exist why does podcast exist because like youtube you mentioned that guy earlier but when i was watching youtube when i was young i was just watching it because of the funny videos like (laughs) my goodness um um uma uma guy the umayahi umayahu guy Mm -hmm. then um star wars kid the one who's doing the lightsaber then he trips i mean that was my content as a kid like i was just (laughs) laughing because like these guys do their best to do something. And I just laugh, not because they made themselves look silly, but I laugh because it's more of like, I saw how much effort they put into it. And it made me just enjoy, it's like what they did wasn't that great, but it's just more about the effort they put into it, if that makes sense. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. I actually think, you know you know what? I think uh, funny things or like comedy needs more props with the world, uh, from the world. You know, like yeah. it needs more credit. Like uh, a lot of people get too caught up in serious stuff because, like, uh, after all, like serious things are what are associated with greatness or anything like that, right? Like we go to school, we study, and, like everything is serious, you know. But nobody teaches you how to be funny, you know. But like, there's a lot of premium in that. Like, if if you'd see like the logo. Like, not the logo, but the symbol of theater, right? You have two masks. What are the two masks? One is a smiling mask. And, yeah, and, and the sad one. Yeah, like, people people are too caught up in the sad mask because it's difficult. You know, it's a lot of effort. You know, it's, it's, it's impressive, maybe, right? But, like, people forget the smiling part. Like, there's, there's, a, there's as much comedy in life as there is tragedy i think that comes into the to the whole meme thing that like <laughs> dude like it's pretty damn important to be funny man like you're a if you're a hot guy you couldn't make your girlfriend laugh like what's the point you know like you know you're with a bunch of cool people they couldn't make you laugh they couldn't make you smile what's the point 
yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess your girlfriend's lucky you have both, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love it when like she laughs, you know. I love making her laugh. <laughs> yeah, but can I just say though, like to to all to, to our viewers today and our Spotify listeners tomorrow, Bruno has one of the best um meme collections of all time, probably. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> like honestly, like people say that my memes are controversial. I'm like, trust me, you think mine is controversial? You should see what Bruno probably doesn't share. <laughs> if he doesn't share, then you know it's bad. Well, <laughs> like only a select. Yes, actually, there are memes that I don't share because they're bad, but I just save them on my save them on my phone. Probably if I'd like Same. have some if somebody That's would like hack do, me, like they'd pro- the, the most scandalous thing they'd probably see is like a meme that's so offensive. They go like, yeah. <gasps> you know? Man, same with me. That's why I posted on um, IG as a story because you know with Instagram, right? Your stories are somewhat saved and you can go back to it later on in life. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I mean, that's what I love about memes, right? Because with comedy, like what you mentioned, right? I mean, I don't know about, I don't know if you agree with this, but I just feel that because of the sins of the past about how humanity treated each other, treated whether it's your race, your gender, whatever. I feel that a lot of people are overcompensating right now. You know what I mean? That's a good word, actually. Compensation, yeah. Right, we're in like... I mean, look, there are just some things that you just simply don't say. Right? But there are times where if you say it in a comedic way, it's about laughing also. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, People still find it offensive. Like the funniest thing I found that that I found a lot of young people found offensive, and they were trying to cancel him on TikTok, was Eminem for "Love the Way You Lie." They're trying to cancel him because of the line about, uh, "Shoot, what was this line?" You know the song, right, with Rihanna? Of course, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, there's like a line where he mentions hitting or something, or I guess it's just generally about the song, right? The song's about domestic violence about abusive relationships right mm-hmm. but what yeah. they don't realize is eminem's not promoting abusive relationships he's mm-hmm. singing about it so that people are more aware about it right he's rapping about then you have these young people i guess trying to be social justice warriors being like let's cancel eminem let's cancel eminem. it's like guys he's Bro, not young people man <laughs> It's like, it's like, dude, fam, if you're going to cancel anyone, can we please cancel Chris Brown who actually beat up Rihanna? Like, how does this guy still have a career? You know what I mean? Like, you're canceling oh, yeah, the wrong dude. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I, I just want to ask you, um, so, meme culture. I mean, you know, unlike you, you have, you know, you're a great actor, you're a model, things like that. Well, thank you but for me great appreciate it <laughs> but how did you get into memes though like how did you become a meme lord mm, well uh i guess uh, uh when as a child you know I, I do find like the funny mm, gifs gifs you know funny and then like I, i'd save like funny pictures all the time in my old computer then eventually like nine gag came out you know, that was like 10 years later since like the first funny, I do I love comedy, you know, like, like, uh, as a, as a child, I remember telling my mom, I was like, mom, I want to like, like, if I'm not going to be like a sports person, oh, I just realized that I wanted to be a director since I was little, actually, you know, like, I want to make like something funny, 
you know, like growing up, I was always laughing. You know, it's so important for me to laugh, you know? So like every, everything that's funny, even though it's not funny, you know, would I would make it funny and it would resonate with me, you know? It's important. And then like, of course, like, you know, joke books, to joke books to like you know, old old school computer pictures you save on a on a diskette and then later you put it on CDs. Man, diskettes, man. I've been having memes. Here is a shit, by the way. Yeah, this but like you know, like awesome. actually, like I I got in, into like diskettes like when they were actually phasing out already. You know, I'm just like, oh man, what? what? Yeah, so I'm like not... <laughs> 2005 or six. That's when you got into them. This is not that. I mean, like. I think no. I mean, like no. Not that I got into it, but I'm actually that was like my my age, you know. Like, like I'm like my age is when the discs were done. My age is like CDs already, you know. But like, of course, like it's like like CDs were like the new stuff. Thanks for making me feel old. Um, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Bruno no, like, quote of the night but, that but, I would but, definitely but, put in a future exactly. Um, CDs were my time, you know, man. No, 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 no. no. You're, you're old. <laughs> No, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Like, like. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man, I never felt so geatric and. No, 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 man. I'm, I mean, I'm it's not... a good thing. I didn't. You know that there were huge discs before. Like, wait, I do have a CD I over here, which you probably cool, find man. your ass. I But you I know, there were discs this big. Like, there were discs this big, man. Because discs before were like half of this only. But there are discs that are probably like this big, like around this big. Like one discet was like this big. That was the original discet, man. That was like the, the time of our parents. I think a discet is like three quarters of that size. No, it's really hey, dude, sorry. Your, your mic again is... um. Yeah. I think a discet is better. There, much better. Yeah, sorry. What did you say? I think the discet was like three quarters of that size, if I'm not mistaken, you know? I mean smaller. I did enjoy discs more than I did enjoy CDs because they were CDs were very fragile. Super. You know? So like I actually I, I hated the CD era. And then like the US like flash drives came out. And I was like, oh that's much better. Forget CDs, man, you know? <laughs> and back CDs then the like worst, man. To a certain extent, I would agree. You know, apart from that, like imagine how much of the environment you would destroy just by manufacturing those things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Yeah. It's not even funny. That's bad. <laughs> I mean, it is see, that's the thing with us. That's our friends because we know <laughs> that those things are serious, but yet we can make fun of it and we're okay with yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, it's important to be funny, you know? So like, yeah, yeah Nine yeah. Gag was probably the greatest push of my yes. beef. Yeah. Nine Gag yeah. is probably one of the greatest websites that trolls everywhere created yeah 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 like nine gag in the 2010s man mm -hmm. not nine gag now nine have gag in the 2010s uh, okay i have a question how okay. have you seen the original the original oh really al like the one that does that you haven't seen that you mean the human oh, oh really like google it now if you if you have it like o r l y meme like this is the the og meme like oh really o r l l y oh, original owl. meme yeah owl owl like hoot hoot <laughs> no but I, I know the 
Venezuela. Orally, wait. Sorry, oh, really? could you just type it so so they could just copy paste it? No, I mean yeah. during my time in Nine Gag, it was like Bad Luck Brian. That was like the latter part. Then you had the stick figures. You know, you had Yao Ming, the, the yeah. uh, Jackie Chan. Then yeah, you had yeah, the stick yeah. figures. You had Derp and Derpet. Man, I had like meme t-shirts. You know, I had meme t-shirts. I had like meme stickers. You know, uh, it's crazy. So. Yeah, like so. Like eventually, as as my life progresses. Oh, so we're talking about the owl, the owl. Meme? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the OG memes, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I think, I guess, I guess, I've to a certain extent been. Actually, no. There's a there's a more proper definition of a meme. Actually, I think it's a mind virus, something like that. It's like a, so like a sociology thing. I think I I, I couldn't be. Uh, I should check like after this podcast episode, actually. But like, uh, I think uh, I've been into memes like before. Like, I even knew it was called a meme. You know, like uh, I'm pretty much like OG computer dude, and at least as far as I've lived. Uh, so yeah, like uh, as I grew older, of course. Then again, coming back to the art of the narrative, you know, being truthful. A lot of people aren't truthful. One of the most, one of my favorite things to poke fun on is like people's. Um, dishonesty, dishonesty, you know. So, I think a lot of my memes are not exactly there, you know, not on, not there on purpose to, to offend on purpose. Like I'm, I don't do that to offend anyone on purpose. But, uh, I, I, I guess I'm brave enough to post to call it out. You know what I mean? Like. It, it's not exactly there for for like a cause of like no be good people i'm i'm giving you like the the reverse psychology of things it's just like it's like the only revenge i've got for like all this dishonesty you know for 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 like all this uh you know all all sorts of like modern day sins uh, you know i would like i would want to probably put like a little bit of a definition on sins in this discussion that I would say, like, a sin would probably, like, if you think about it, all the sins written in whatever scripture, right, in the Bible, in the Quran, or or whatever. I mean, these are all, like, pretty bad for people, right? <laughs> you know, like, well, long story short, like, sins, like, would either be bad for yourself or bad for others, you know, or bad for the environment once in a while, you know? So, like, dude, like, it's, like, the least I can do. You know, like if I couldn't shell out money for a particular charity, I could at least, you know, be truthful online with meme culture, you know, and sometimes I just really post them because they're funny to me, you know, like uh, it started off like I just, I mean, if you probably uh, are close to me, you would know that, that like slightly to a certain extent, uh, do not care as much about what what others uh, think of me if I'm weird or anything because I think my 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 ego is healthy enough <laughs> to like take criticism. So I'm like, no man, like I have a good like moral uh, sense of morals. You know, I know what's I know what's I perceive that I have a good sense of morals. Like like my mom would probably be upset with me if I <laughs> if I'm morally incorrect in most ways. So like that sort of gives me the confidence like yeah i can say that i could frankly say like yeah this this thing that could possibly offend you is funny to me you know like like i'm i'm literally in behalf of all those who have probably been like oppressed by for example uh like misogyny 
I guess. Uh, maybe, I guess, like, too much of a strong conf- uh, conformity, if you know what I mean, if, if that makes sense. Like, sometimes, like, you know, people feel alienated by how, how everybody's just so much, this, like, imposing to be the same. You know, like, a, I, I, to a certain extent, I guess I can say, although it's not something I capitalize on, but, like, I can say that I'm defender like i'm the defender of like some sort of some people's sanity or something you know like some people would actually literally like be upset like oh like i can't believe like this person thinks that thinks this i was like like that idiot like no it's it's actually funny you know like well don't don't feel so upset about this guy you know i i mean i'm just ranting now but that's sort of like a a premise of of the memes that that's, that's where like my meme confidence comes from you know like I, I I know, like, I have made sure that I'm morally in check, you know. And there are times that I have I've been morally wrong, and I would actually call myself out on those sorts of things. For example, like, uh, I, I would share, like, a, a a meme that would probably be sensitive that would have something to do with being f- news, you know. And I would sometimes like actually believe a, a particular piece of fake news, which. I wouldn't be ashamed about that. Like, it's a mistake that I would probably honestly make. And if I would make an honest mistake, I would call myself out. Like, no, sorry. Like, I would sometimes leave the piece of fake news there. Like, guys, I posted this thinking it was real news. I I don't know if you've seen me share that uh, comment there. I'm just going to leave this here for another 12 hours. Just so yeah, you know. I, that I think you do a few, that, like, rarely, though. Like, I, I, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. seeing it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'd leave that there at so you guys know I'm calling myself out this is fake news or this is like I crossed the offensive line here I'll leave this here for like another 12 hours and I'll delete it later you know and I mean like you have to everything can be wrong even yourself you know of me I'm in the pursuit of truth uh, and happiness most of all uh, for my life that's like an abstract right but I think it's very important I think people can and have to follow that by example especially that i am technically a celebrity you know uh, people take pictures of me when i go out you know so uh like i think uh, i i sort of am in the in the position to actually you know be morally upright you know i'm like as as you said you know i'm, I'm a leader like i aspire to be a, a a practical leader for example in the kitchen <laughs> you know i want to like be like a business owner or something or maybe like a director right out but like on on a on a social sense you know if you're a celebrity uh which is the role i particularly take on myself because no matter what there are people who are fans of me and i uh, sometimes i am quite uh surprised by the, oh like i actually do get this acknowledgement so i have to take responsibility responsibility of of being uh the, a moral leader that's like the least i can do it costs nothing you know it, it costs nothing to be to be a piece of like influence you know to a certain extent yeah memes may be distracting you know i actually frequently delete instagram and facebook because i just i think just think i have too much of it and then i just download it again when i need something like for example like somebody from like the culinary school would like post a lesson you know, and then you're like, oh, uh, mm, I need to watch this lesson because, like, I have, tomorrow we're gonna be like 
cutting up the chicken and how do you do that you yeah. know yeah so yeah uh, i think it's the most of the world until today until web 2.0 and to you guys watching this web 2.0 is the new media back then media was exclusively uh, handled by uh, a governing body whether it may be the government or a private uh, sector that would would be the ones to 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 say like what information would be released now with web 2.0 with the internet with the with a user uh user run uh what can i say user run content you know it's different right it's 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 what, what did i end up talking about this <laughs> I mean, like you know like 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 media media's uh uh oh yeah okay i remember like why do why is the internet succeeding and arguably why is the mainstream kind of losing and like it, 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 i'm kind of like reluctant to say this because i represent the mainstream i'm an artista you know i'm a celebrity right yeah. but but the truth is any like it's it's the nature of the corporation any corporation exists to survive it has to be scalable it has to be able to generate revenue for itself you know and and so like sometimes what a corporation would do, uh, apart from, of course, providing people with what they need, of course, that's 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 great, you know, basic narrative in this area, you know, news, of course, even like restaurants and food, like of course, people got to eat food they, uh, everyone can afford, you know, of course, but in exchange, there is there is a risk to save a company's scalability, you know, for for, for to save a company to, to be able to sustain itself. To just give something like of of arguably low to no value, you know, with less authenticity, because like you know, corporations would be afraid to to scare away their customers, and so as as time went by, you know, media has changed, uh, content has greatly become uh, consumer generated. We the consumers create our own content, you know. Hence the show, for example. You know, there's a there's a lot more authenticity in this there's a lot more honesty in this when i would go on an interview by some journalists uh back when i was actually active in like telus areas and stuff like when it's the press conference i'm like oh man here we go but like if it's like a blog con with like bloggers like i'm like ah and like like these are these these bloggers like like the 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 press con people would ask literally like shocking questions and i was like oh man like do you need like food on your table that's why you're you gotta get like people to you have to ask like the most shocking questions even for a guy like me you know my sense of humor is like crazy you know these people actually get to shock me with like whoa it's like where did wait, you wait, think wait. that so i have to ask you now what was the most shocking question that was asked to you? because i'm sorry bruno like i i think you and i have the same level of meanness so, so the fact that a question like that would shock you for me in my mind that must be like what kind of fucking question is that so could could be mine um telling me what was the question that was asked to you that for you to say like, what the fuck uh, okay but actually no it's not very shocking to say because like of course it's expected but like uh, what would be shocking is like the 
the amount of like uh no sorry like the amount of uh unapologeticness of of this like i guess i could say like audacity that this guy this this particular person has to ask you know like for example you could probably see this video on youtube you know because like these 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 guys uh, would 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 post their their uh uh these interviews now which i think they're actually i i find them to be like i mean these are guys like pretty old guys you know and they actually are not well versed in, in presenting uh things uh digitally uh, in in web 2.0 if you know what i mean like it's, it's like a badly presented video that's what i'm trying to say uh, so like like for example like this person would will, would ask me like like on on their camera like oof, should i divulge, divulge this <laughs> like 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 uh how much how much for like for you you know like uh, how much for, like would would you like would you would you use if like a bakla i'm saying like a bakla not like a like not like a gay guy or like like a bakla like if a bakla would like pay you how would you do it and i was like what what i mean like, no, but it's a pretty surprising question you have here, and uh, you know. Wait, like, a serious journalist asked you that? Like some legitimate journalist? No, I mean, there, uh, there, if you go in a press conference, there's a mixture between like tabloid people and like. No, but like, okay, but damn, dude, that's like. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, so like, 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 no, no, the worst, uh, the, the most interesting part about this is like they would, they're not asking you the question to get an answer, they're asking you the question to get the answer they want. You know, and I could probably search for it on YouTube or something. I'm not gonna say the name because I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to put people off to defamation or anything, right? Despite uh, whatever it is they do, like like, like argue. Usually, these people like on, on these like journalists would say like, um, and I quote, and this is like a common thing they would say. You know, so it's like, kami mga journalist, dito kami lage, pero kayo mawawalan kayo. You know, like uh, like if you translate yeah, that, if anybody. Anyone who's watching this doesn't speak Filipino that translates to like, we are always here. You celebrities disappear. You know, that, that's basically what it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, the point is not about these guys. You know, that's not the point. But the point is, like, the reason why people enjoy, uh, like, the new media more is because it's it's more honest. You know, honestly, like, uh, like, like these, and like, dude, like, I would, in the network, in any network, actors would be literally be briefed on how to face people who ask these questions. You know, and, and like, I mean, I guess like I'm just lucky to have like an an ego like rigid enough or like healthy enough to to take whatever it is. You know, I, I'll just finish like that story. That story I just ended up saying like because like this guy like literally pushed me. Until I would say like, yeah, I, that, that that's how much I would cost sexually, you know. You could, you know, but like I was like, dude, looking at this guy's, uh, I'm like, I, I like at my pissedness at the time. I was like, uh, why did I say it? Uh, I was like a little bit trying to not snap, and I was like, like. I uh, started to talk about wealth and stuff, and I was like, "What? Well, like, you know, if, uh, something like uh, you have, like, do you have, do you have you any idea how much like equity I, I have? Like, I don't think that's possible for anyone to afford me." I said something like that, you know, and then like this person would would make sounds on 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 this video, like ah, you know, like that sort of stuff, like ooh, you know, like uh, I mean, 
for me, okay. Then again, I'd said this like three times in this topic. Like, my ego is healthy enough to take it. I actually, to a certain extent, wish I would be more like used as a meme. <laughs> but long story short, you think the audience enjoys that? Like, to a certain extent, yeah, it's interesting because it's controversial. I think some do, but I mean, no, I mean personally, I, I do find the shock factor to a part to a certain extent enjoyable you know i do enjoy this i do enjoy this actually i think like the the devil within me is like enjoying that interview is like okay what are you gonna ask next you know like like show me what you got uh dude but like uh what's the point about this like the point is like this guy is asking the questions for basically with a different purpose he's not asking me anything like he he's milking an answer you know he's getting an answer he doesn't want like if you would watch this on youtube uh you would uh you would find out like no this guy doesn't want to know what i have to say bruno Gabriel has to say this guy wants to get the answer he wants and like as an audience you to a certain extent like wow interesting it's shocking but ah oh, god like there's only amount of like if you're an audience member who'd watch that because i know this because i've watched interviews towards other people and like it sort of makes me feel disrespected as an audience that like uh like oh man i'm, I'm personally offended like that this this person is asking questions uh that that are are very like audacious or something is that the right word like you yeah. sort of uh i mean i mean that's 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 basically like what what that's sort of like a dark side of what represents like old um like some like old media that, that, that and again the, it's an example of how things should be scalable to a particular extent uh it is there is a risk and i'm not saying that this is how the, the whole old media is you know i i hope like this term is not too technical old media i've explained it a while ago like uh like um there there is a a chance that a a an entity which is like a corporation a company something that 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 exists within the legal bounds of a particular country right that's that's basically what a corporation is a registered business a, a business is a legal entity so for a for this business to not go bankrupt it has to do everything it can to that for um to be able to scale itself to survive in the list to survive like economically to to, to not go bankrupt so i understand but sometimes this would this would come at a cost of exploitation you know today okay now we don't live in the industrial age anymore we live in the information age you know if you think about it like feudal age industrial now it's the information age Today, things are more scalable in your hands. Like, look at this video, man. Like, this is so. I guess I guess I could say like it's a superior image quality that like, you could probably only see on a movie. And now it's like in my bedroom, like with I could touch with my own two hands. I have an entire like even though I don't have like a library, I do have a library at home. But like the the amount of information that my library has has nothing compared to what this desktop computer can give me with, uh, you know, with just internet connection. 
a, a person can generate more income in a personal delivery food business than a restaurant can because you get to minimize cost you would manufacture food in your house what is it whatever it may be pastries sausages you know diet food yogurt and just deliver it to whoever orders you know and and you would not not have to pay rent space you know employees probably the only thing you have to pay for is like taxes you know because of course you got to register your business if it gets big gets big enough right yeah so you know like it's more scalable business today with the amount of technology information that we have is more scalable and could probably generate more revenue with less cost you can pay your employees higher you can have like two employees you know and that's it yeah you know you would make more money than 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 uh, probably not all the time okay then then you know imagine like then then like an employee would at work at a high level imagine how much effort you would you would take you know like just trying to be so correct towards what the company is saying and i'm like of course like i'm not hating on private corporations like i think my my life is generally funded by a private corporation thanks to my family of course i'm not dissing on that i do acknowledge that but people have to acknowledge that this is where the world is changing the world is changing towards something i, I could say more authentic because it's now uh because things are now generated by the consumers themselves it's more of a it's, it's an interactive world we now live in you know like the world is more interactive now you know uh, uh, why am i talking about this i kind of got lost but but i mean i think it's it sort of it's sort of everything is connected it sort of connects to, to everything like the memes uh showbiz uh acting uh like there's a difference between showbiz and acting you know um and then like vlogging you know like personal art you know there it's all connected it all comes in to being authentic to being truthful like uh, you know yeah like these private things are, are more honest you know you, there's less exploitation and not to mention less expenses like imagine like how many people would watch a youtube show you know like the more successful ones a lot you know how much does it cost to make one episode really because i know for a fact that an episode in like a tv run show is pretty damn expensive uh, that's why i'm not dissing them like i have a lot of respect for that it's it's broadcasted yeah, it's millions you know, it's broadcasted. Of episodes for, for a single yeah. episode right it, it's, it's broadcasted it's, it's it's a job for many imagine like crew members lighting you know cinematography direction writing and then like but, but don't don't forget the, the rival of this industry is is online is web 2.0 is the new industry which is one guy in front of a computer that would cost what 200,000 pesos i mean like yeah it's sounds at expensive most, right? at most probably yeah. right? at, at most sometimes like you can push it to 250,000 pesos that's, that's like compared to like, but, uh, like but that's like super like OA, like over acting levels of expenditure, right? Yeah, exactly. But you can have got you can have people like um Jojo Siwa, if you know her, who is just okay, hey guys, I'm Jojo. Let's open the slime stuff. Mm-hmm. How much does slime cost, man? Like, even if you say she spent 10k on it, right? 
as that compared to that's probably been earned from from something from the show or from you know from exactly exactly but let's just say she bought it let's say she decided i'll buy the slime mm-hmm. and she opens like 200 different kinds of slime which i doubt would even reach ten thousand pesos mm-hmm. um yeah but compared but that's what i love about your point we're in old tv networks they spend like a million old two media, million actually, old media. That's, that's, old that's a media. it's a textbook term old media so old me spends millions of pesos on a single episode, right? Like, sorry, you never you didn't answer the question. What was the most expensive sorry. episode you could do? Like, like how much in pesos? Like, how much was uh, the most expensive episode? I couldn't, I couldn't say. I don't know. Actually, I do not. I do not have that information. Well, regarding but what? For sure, more than a million, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's a, there's a like lot if of you could estimate it. Of I, course, you're I, not going to take it as Bible truth or anything. It's just an estimation. You could be I far wrong. Say, I'm not so sure. Sh- I, I, I do not possess the information to give you a proper answer. Okay, but I, you're 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 100% sure an episode will cost more than a million for sure. Standard, yeah. But like, of course, there are there are like budget shows as well. You have to like, there are budget shows as well. So and, there are budget shows that cost less than that. Because the, the the million I include the salaries of the actors in it. Yeah, rent, lighting. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I include like that's why I said a million because. Well, I mean, like what, what what I'm saying about uh, budget shows is like there are some, what do you, what you call block timers, right? These uh, independent producers would purchase time from a network, regardless of what network it may be, and the more popular the network is, uh, of course, the prices. Yeah, Whoa, so like, okay. like, uh, if I, I believe that, like, you can liken these block timer producers to like somebody doing a startup in a mall, for example, right? I'll open a food business or I'll open like a clothing line in a mall, you know, in a boutique, right? I have to pay rent. I, th- you know, of course, like, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, first of all, you could, you wouldn't afford uh, to, to produce. Uh, at this, at the level of a regular show, of course, we're already with like an, an, a successful production team, you know, especially that you are independent, you know, you have your own budget. So, like these people would have to follow a particular standard, you know, that that this 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 TV would give. For example, like you shoot a video, thirty frames per second, at least four K. But I don't think like TV our TV does four K actually. So like, at least thirty frames per second, you know, a full HD. That's that's like the bare minimum. For example, you know, make sure that the colors are uh, ten bit. Follow ten bit colors. You know, because uh, like a Netflix has, I because I, like the information is out there. So Netflix has like a standard, right? You have to shoot like super thirty five, at least four K. Uh, these are like technical camera terms, but like you know, like uh, I there are productions that cost less actually, uh, and then like uh, quite frankly, like they actually make better uh content like i guess it's because like the scarcity sort of uh, sort of there's like a lot a lot of people who work in these um in these productions kind of think that there's a need to compensate with with like the lack of of equipment right so there's a lot of creativity involved you know i mean there's just like a long mm, yeah, I'm just ranting now. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, at least we get to know more about what's on your mind. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, for me, like, I wouldn't, I'm not there yet. I think one day I will actually work in production, uh, one way or another. I actually see myself going there. Uh, no matter what, there will always be me and the camera, you know, whether it be behind the camera or in front. It's always going to happen in my life. So I perceive that whether I would be working, I'll be like with a huge production or not, eventually I will discover things on my own, uh, particularly the cost of these things. But I mean, like I've invested in a lot of like equipment, lights, I have like lenses everywhere in my house, you know? So like, I don't think I have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about rental. I guess the only thing I have to worry about is, <clears throat> is uh, act paying actors, you know, location, I guess, unless somebody, yeah. Uh, but like, I guess like I wouldn't, spend as much as an, a bigger production would be unless I'm actually going to make a movie. You know, which I, I, I believe I, I will make movies on my command. So usually the, the experience there is like a writer would 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 say like, like I want you to be the actor, Bruno. Well, great. I want you to show nudity with that accent, with nudity in it. And I was like, okay, who's paying? Me? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Alright. Show me a screenplay. Then I'd read it. You know, if it's nice, I'll accept it. If it's not, and I'm spending, like, what? Like, like, like you're literally gonna make me spend on this screenplay that that you know it's not even nice, you know. Yeah. And like, there's it's a very first of all, especially in like in this community, right? I think the the the, the uh, I think the Philippines is very inclined to. To, to scandalize these sorts of things. And as a matter of fact, you know, in the Philippines, if you'd say a scandal, it's most likely something sexual. But if you'd say something... Always. If, you, if you'd say scandal somewhere else, because like, uh, at first, like, I was like, I, I talked to like people in, on the industry uh, who were like, I my scandal, yan. And like, at first I was like, what, like with crypto or something? Was, you know, like, Bitcoin scandal? is like, like, dead sex. And I'm like, ah, but. I mean, okay. unfortunately, no. I mean, a scandal could be monetary. It could be, um, like some racist stuff. But here, it's always about sex. Sadly, well, and for well, the you're drinking a lot of coffee, man. Like, how much coffee? Oh, no, it's, it's tea. It's tea. <laughs> oh, okay, but still, man. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, um, if I drink anything with caffeine after one p.m. It's an all-nighter for me, man. I mean, the fact that you're drinking tea at this time, it's like, damn, dude. Actually, my girlfriend is watching this right now. Babe, is this caffeinated if you're watching? It is caffeinated. It is. And yeah, yeah. tea is. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's I, I didn't want, I didn't want to, yeah, to make you shy or anything. But sorry, let's go quick to the comment section before we continue on. So, yes, please. I actually um, want to know what people have to say. I want to say hi to It's mostly highs, actually. Um, so Anne Arcelin says, How are you? Like, what are you doing? Sorry, I do have viewers from Tuvalu. So, if I'm going to sum up everything Bruno said earlier, it's basically in the film industry in the Philippines, they just want the reaction that they choose. No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, what? The journalist? Oh, this film industry. Oh, let me let me like sort of defend that a little. Okay, bit. okay. Like like uh, summarize it in English in a way that someone would get it. Well, the reason why I mentioned that story a while ago was 
because that was pretty wild, well, man. Well, it's it's the extreme case. Of course, I must acknowledge yeah, 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 that yeah. in the press conference, most of the questions are actually proper. Like, most of the how did you prepare for the role? Um, yes. Did you did, did you live in a box for six months like Daniel Day Lewis? Or yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, most of the questions that happen are like that. The, 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 the reason why I brought that up is because, like, that is sort of the extent of, of how uh, of how some members of old media, and I'm not saying the movie industry, I have, like, more respect towards, like, the mainstream more than anything else, you know, because, like, it's pretty damn hard to manage something that big. You know, to fund that thing, you have a lot of employees. You have to pay payroll for all of that. Apart from that, you have to do cost. You know, you have to repair damages. You have to to make sure that you're like legally in check, right? Apart from that, you have to manage like some probably possibly legal violations by your employees. And I'm, I'm I'm assuming like in the media, you know, there might be cases of like defamation. I guess you know. Uh, mm, oh, my girlfriend sent me a message. Yeah, it's caffeinated. Told you, man. He is caffeinated, man. He is black. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet your girlfriend's like Jesus Christ, Bruno. How did you get yourself into such a boring podcast? Like, I'm falling asleep. Uh, I don't know. I think she. I think she's enjoying it. She's. She's watching like from the start. By the way. Wow! Thank you so much. Um, I know her name, but I, you know, just for privacy purposes, I won't say it. But thank you for watching from the start. Wow! You will. You will meet. Paolo when you visit uh, hopefully like if, if uh, things would go well paper wise because uh, uh, of like international plus COVID right things yeah yeah well but after your film stuff I want to talk about your culinary stuff because there's a yeah, funny but, story there but like, like, like long story short like regarding like this whole industry thing like what I mentioned a while ago was really extreme case uh, I wouldn't say that that Every, like the, the 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 mainstream or like the, the old media would exclusively do things uh, to make money. Of course not, you know. But uh, what one thing that that the new media, aka uh, consumer generated, or like anything in, within Web 2.0, the internet, and and like the advantage. Like long story short, if I would summarize this. Uh, the advantage that the new media has over old media, and this is like a, these are textbook terms: new media, old media. Okay, yeah. so it's 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 not something I made myself. Uh, the advantage that the new media has is is more likely authenticity. It is more likely to be authentic, you know, because like consumers try their best to not like are are less likely to control consumers because consumers uh, do things for themselves, you know, unlike. Uh, a, a corporation, for example, you know, uh, a, a, a big corporation uh, is not human. It's a bunch of human beings, but like it's its main purpose. First of all, is of course to provide service. That's that's like capitalism in its most uh, purest, like in its purest form. Like a capitalist, uh, a, a business in its purest form works provide for the people and sustain itself that's like the purest way to do capitalism but of course like the evils of it is that sometimes you know inauthenticity like fakeness you know uh, like uncanniness can happen you know uh, exploitation may happen and like the reason why I'm bringing these up is because like today because of the technology we have 
things are now more scalable. Things are now more DIY. You can do it yourself. You know, you have like a washing machine. Now, that's like, that's like a, an analogy, right? You have a washing machine. You don't need to, to make people wash for you. You just press a few buttons and your clothes are clean. You know, is it raining? Go get a dryer. You don't need to pay for labor. You know, that's the long. I mean, that's like, don't get me wrong here. Like, it may sound like a, a diss towards any sort of corporation, you know, whether it be food, uh, TV, or, or maybe uh, material things like phone cases Alcohol, or something. Yeah. Um, alcohol. Uh, yeah. But like, I mean, generally, like, it's, it's like these old systems have made us who we are today. But we can't forget that. But what I'm saying is like there's there, today there are now new, new systems that are more friendly for everyone. And that's why a lot of people prefer them over the old stuff. That's what I believe. Yeah. yeah. And can I just give a quick shout out because I, I forgot to mention this. Like, have you seen the film once? No. Oh man, you ah uh, Jesus Christ! But, For an um, actor, I have not seen a lot. <laughs> you know, right now I'm drinking um some Johnny Double Black. Mm. I'm already one half of the bottle, but anyway, like how could you not see once, man? I mean, there's such a, like you um, know when you talk about truth, when you talk about authenticity, that's what that film is about. Like you know, I love the film because. Of the soundtrack, amazing soundtrack. I hope you listen to it. Um, they have a famous song called Falling Slowly. Mm-hmm. So it's about like you know, the film is so indie because they're like these Irish people who filmed it on a camcorder for like a hundred thousand um dollars <laughs> at most. Mm-hmm. And the na- the main character's name is Guy and Girl. Wait, a hundred thousand dollars? Camcorder a hundred thousand dollars? Like a hundred thousand dollars at most. That includes like all the expenses, like bring it abroad, okay. viewing everything. Like, really <laughs> okay, I thought like, they bought like a camera rig for a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, wait a minute. Well, of course, here that's a lot of money, right? But when we talk abroad, that's like nothing, right? Um, that's probably like one second of a Marvel movie. But like with this movie, like that's it was all about like authenticity, and that's why I love it. So sorry, I, I just wanted to to mention that because I know I was going to forget, but. To, to my viewers and listeners, watch once. Bruno, please watch once. Now, um, we're going to get to your culinary, but before we do, you did not answer Anne Arsalan. So how are you doing, Bruno? I actually want to say hi to everybody, uh, on at least of, on the question comment section that I can see. Uh, Ars, Anne Arsalan, kamusta ka na? Sobrang okay, actually. Uh, I've been, I've been learning. Um, I'm just saying say it in English. I've, I just realized I couldn't say that <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, my my two Hulu fans would be so disappointed. I'm just kidding. I only have like. Uh, uh, sobrang, uh, sobrang, very good. Uh, we've been learning a lot of new things, and I actually do appreciate you watching this uh, podcast. Uh, I do appreciate uh, you taking interest in, in me. Actually, I've been cooking uh, a lot. I've been cooking so much actually that I just come home crawling to bed. Like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> Man, like the amount of things that you cook, can I just say, like, could you just invite me and say, hey, pal, I'm going to cook shit today. Like, I'm going to cook a lot of good stuff today. Could you just yeah. come and just eat it? And I'll be like, yeah, let, let's do it, Bruno. Like, I would totally go to your culinary school and eat everything you cook. 
well, if it's allowed, I don't know if, uh, if uh, the extent of, but I could just cook for you, like privately. You know, we could just hang out and cook. I uh, can make it like a. I'll just go to your house, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. in, your, in your area. Now, yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Bruno, um, you know, whatever you're cooking tonight, for as long as it doesn't have kiwi, since I'm allergic. Um, yeah, can I just eat it? Ah, oh, you're allergic because, to kiwi. Because you know, your sister, um, she had some stories. Like, because okay, so sorry, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, so, before we continue, I just want to acknowledge the other guys in the comment section. Uh, not if we have Nor Mihares. Mihares. Hi, Orville. Orville is my character on my last uh, uh, Telesaria. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you, why is your name Orville? The only Orville I know is like from basketball, and that's legitimately his name. That is my last character. Hi, Norev. Uh, good to see you here. Uh, thank you for watching the playlist. So, yes, right, so Orville. And um, we have Yana over here. Saying that the whole episode's interesting, I'm glad she finds ah, it interesting. I thought she'd find it boring. Most appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she finds it interesting because, of course, you're here. Uh, without oh, you, maybe she wouldn't even uh, tune in. But yeah, so going back to the story. So, guys, can I just say that Bruno's an amazing uh, chef. Uh, he had this. Um, what would you call it? Like some sort of tasting dinner or something. It's called a legacy buffet. Okay. Uh, usually, yeah. when a when a particular set of students would finish yeah. a course um we would uh basically like showcase what we learned from a class in yeah. the form of a buffet and uh that was a combination with the one you went to okay so Paolo yeah. over here um he went to my buffet which i very much appreciated thank you so much uh sure, man i mean anytime i was like this is my chance to tell bruno that he ignored me for a year I suffer for information overload, but I did not mean that. <laughs> oh, like, comment section, Joyce, call you. Hello. <laughs> I like how you just decided to skip that. But yeah. Um, so she says, hi, Bruno. Thank you, we thank you. What, what is True Blend? Sorry. True Blend is a, is a, is a coffee uh, place in Ateneo. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, well, well, back I, then it was in Ateneo, but now it's branched out uh, all over the country, actually. And I, I'm oh, actually cool. very proud of these guys. So, and like, these guys made me like a standy. <laughs> uh, like you see, like, photo of the standy. I'm so curious at how it looks. Uh, do you guys, uh, Joyce, do you have like a stand, a photo of me and the standy? I actually do, but I have a lot of information in my computers. I have to look for it. But uh, if I do find one, I'll show it to you. Maybe you can feature the next yeah, episode. Man, I'm so curious. Like, I've always wanted to have my own standy, but not to make my own. But you know, because like someone's like, "Hey, we we like you," and it's like, "Cool." Then like. Oh, we're gonna make a standy triple cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, yeah. But anyway, okay. So going back, no more comment section. Go ahead. So you had this legacy buffet. I I went, guys. I'm gonna be honest. Like I completely hate sauce on my roast beef. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I for because for me when it comes to like beef, right? I want like the natural taste of the beef. Like sure, you can put salt, pepper, whatever. But Bruno made this excellent white sauce that I can no longer remember the name of it. But that's the only time that I said that this roast beef needed this white sauce. Like the, the other sauce was like, uh, I think it had like mushroom or whatever. <laughs> was just okay. But this white sauce is something like, Jesus Christ, could he just make me a tub? Then when I'm drunk, I'll just like spoon it and like put it on top of anything. But yeah, go, go ahead. Tell the audience the actual story. <laughs> Like, like that was a great summary though. Like, all right, that's long, an excellent synopsis. All right, long story <laughs> short. Long story short, this buffet that Paolo went to yeah. 
was a project. Okay, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge CACS, okay, uh, Center of Asian Culinary Studies, and Chef Gene Gonzalez, of course, for trusting, uh, like, for giving such, and the chefs that have mentored me in this short span of how much I, of how much I've learned in cooking. I've, it's ridiculous, you know. I've started from learning from zero to hero, you know. So, like, uh, for this project, I was the executive executive chef, you know, and. Uh, uh, there wasn't a particular dish I was assigned to because I was the one assigning dishes, you know. So like, but the, these people in class would, uh, these people in class would, you know, all come in a meeting and say like, okay, this is the project. Uh, like, we're gonna have this in the menu. Okay, then we chat. Like, who's doing this? Who's gonna be part of the hot kitchen, the cold kitchen? You know, uh, who's gonna be in charge of pastries? You know. So I was executive of that, uh, and uh, we'd have like four days to prepare. You know, and like the first day, you do like the stuff you probably wouldn't see on the plate. That would be like the sauces given, demi-glace, for example, pomodoro, for example. You know, these would come on the first day. You'd, you'd fabricate the meat, chow, like slice them to the right pieces and stuff, you know, uh, and, so, and so on and so forth. Uh, then the, the buffet happened. Now, what Paolo was talking about, that's the reason why he was complimenting my sauce, was actually uh, was because like, I made that sauce. <laughs> and then this girl, fair, I didn't know that Bruno made that sauce. You did. Like, uh, the girl, I, didn't, the girl. Didn't tell me, I only told you yeah, after yeah. I got my second serving, man. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, because like, like the girl who was serving him, well, there's this, this girl on the steak station and she was assigned in the steak. And when she made the sauce, like she was supposed to make both the sauces, but she didn't have the, the, the luxury to do so. And since I'm the executive, I'm like, okay, I have time in my hands. I'll just take over the sauce. So I just took over the sauce and I served it. And then like I tasted my own sauce and I was like, oh my God, this is so delicious. I love my sauce, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I, I don't you're know. You're so humble, by the way. Like most people, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, this is pretty fine. You know, you know like, I did a pretty good job. Oh. You're like, fuck it, man. This is fucking delicious. Gordon Ramsay, who, man? Dude, that sauce was delicious, especially it off was like fucking delicious, man. It was so good. Like, I think I hear your I, house I right think... now and could you make me that sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody who would make their own sauce would think their sauce is like the best thing ever. No, so I'm assuming you, man. I want that sauce right now. No, all right, uh, I'm assuming that that this said person who did, who did her other sauce, you know, found her own sauce delicious in its own right, you know, found it. Um, thinks the same as i do so she's like this sauce it's so good i suggest you try this and then like earlier i told Paolo, like Paolo, try this and then like one like the other chef from the outside was like you made that sauce didn't you and Paolo witnessed the, the chef call me out but that was the it? second time though because that was my second ah, serving the okay, first serving okay. I, I got like i think like four slices of roast beef of course it wasn't big slices, right mm, then yeah, i kind of yeah. put two sauces on the side Mm -hmm. Then I was like, you know, the mushroom one was pretty okay. Like, you know, I felt it was standard hotel stuff, which is a good thing because hotel food is usually good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the white sauce, though, like, that's something I would eat in, like, a Wolfgang Puck-type steakhouse. You know, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, if, if I were to... I mean, that's a compliment, by the way. That I'm not trying to throw shade. But, like, I mean, that's, like, the type of sauce we're in, like, I felt that it was made by someone who understood the assignment. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, the thing yeah. with me is, unlike Rika, I, I know how to cook. Am I like Bruno levels? Of course not. Rika, Rika, but, um, do I know what's good food and what's bad food? Of course I do, right? Mm. And the thing with me is, 
white sauce is very tricky. That's why I never cook white sauce myself because it's so tricky. Honestly, what do you, what particular white sauce are you cooking? I could no, in general, like okay, fine. Um, when I make myself pasta, for example, I only make myself either oil or tomato base. Mm. But when I try to do carbonara or Alfredo, mm. I always fail because white sauce is very tricky for me, especially carbonara. Because the thing with carbonara is, you you make the sauce separately, but you don't really fully cook it, right? Because if you fully cook it. That kind of becomes clumpy because of the egg and all of these things, right? Idea. Uh, but of course, now Bruno's thinking because you know he's a culinary expert, unlike me. You know, I'm just like one of those home cooks where people are like, oh, you make good food, but then when you compare it to Bruno's, it's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, Bruno, you're like Gordon Ramsay, and Paul's just like one of those, um, you know, um, what, what they call those, like carinderias or canteens on the road I type. I don't want to say that yet, my friend. <laughs> I mean, basically, like, uh, I think I think everybody, to a certain extent, has the potential to make good food. What's harder than making good food is managing it. Um, it's very hard, uh, I think. Like, uh, I, 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 I'm confident to say that I could make, like, ridiculously delicious food. But, like, if it's not going to become successful, if nobody could taste it, you know, if I couldn't provide the environment for people to, to eat it, such as, for example, a restaurant or a, del- or a delivery, it wouldn't matter. You know, uh, so mm, of course, like apart from that, you have to have a good palate. You have to understand what you're tasting. You know, uh, yeah, like one, th- like yes, okay, like uh, you can. You already given that you already can, uh, given the education that you've had. I mean, I've been cooking for six months so far, and I'm be cooking for longer uh, education wise. You know, uh, I have a long way to go. I have a lot to learn. You know, but at this point, I could say I could actually make delicious food already you know my mom would like demand me to cook this you know <laughs> uh but how's that going to translate on the real world you know you, you have to think about like the hardest part about making food is providing yourself the ingredients in french it's mise en place you know like how how do you if you'd watch i think if you'd, if you'd watch like chef's table for example i haven't watched the whole series but in some episodes like this person would emphasize mise en place provide like preparing all the food how much would it cost? Yeah. You know, who would who would you source it from? You know, because like, you can't you couldn't make good food if your ingredients are bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah. So like, yeah, it's imported, but for how long has it been in transit? You know, like, like that's the most difficult part. You know, you'd spend more time preparing for your dish, and then the cooking just happens for like five minutes. You know, that's the, that's the hardest part. How do you manage this stuff? You know. Like imagine this. Like, can I just say sorry? Like, it was so fucking crazy how, when I went to your legacy buffet, I'm gonna be like, I'm not trying to, to build you up because we're friends and shit. But like, when I saw how active you were, you know, you're in and out of the kitchen, checking people out. Like, how's the food? How's whatever? I remember when you guys ran out of salmon, and you're like, oh shit, we ran out of salmon. Then just bring out the tuna or whatever. Like that's a whole different level of maturity and um what's the term for that like knowledge of what culinary is like it was amazing man like personally the food was good but when i saw how serious and how well you you handled everything like 
kudos to you, man. Like that, that's not easy at all. Thank you, thank you. Actually, once in my life, I told myself I would never get into food business, or I'd never learn. <laughs> and yet, where, you, where yeah. are you, right? Yeah, well, I mean, like basically, basically, it's, it's just too difficult to manage. You know, and true enough. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. you'd have expirations. You know, exactly. you'd have people. Yeah, you have to actually be hands-on with your people because what, like, one person could like sort of to a certain extent like fuck it up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like one sauce and it's done. Like, whoops, everything else is good, but one bad sauce, you're done. Mm -hmm. Cameras, batteries, giving me a warning. If in case oh, this dies, I'm just gonna. I'm not. In case this dies, I'm just gonna put on another battery, but it might disappear for a few seconds. <laughs> oh man! But do you want to um, sum it up or something? Like, well, no, battery's not gonna die yet. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, just in case, like, expect me to disappear for a few seconds, and I'll just. I'll get another battery. Sure. Like here. So I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's so amazing uh, though that you're able to connect a camera to like your laptop or something. Because I'm using a laptop right now. So my battery is like, you know, fucking good, right? But maybe I'm that's sure why my video quality is shit compared to you, right? Because it's like I'm watching uh I'm watching a an Alfonso Quaron film on your end, and yet I'm watching like a Telus. People are watching a Telus area on my end. Yeah, you know I mean? A Telus area camera is expensive. It's just that they open up the aperture. Okay, up. I mean like, I mean like the low budget Telus areas, not the not the ones with the Bruno Gabriels on it. Yeah, you know I mean like the the ones with the unknown people and stuff. Mm, yeah. I mean like I, I wish I had a webcam. This is hard to manage actually. I don't have a webcam. That's why I'm using this. Man, camera. you have an excellent camera. Like this is probably one of the most clear. One of the most clear Iglap episodes of all time on your end. Thank you. Like I could legitimately see your your AC behind you. That's a split type. I'm guessing it's a. Yeah. I, I can't remember the brand, but I'll, I'll remember it later. Okay. It starts with like a K, right, or something. Ah uh, no no no. No. Uh, I'll remember it later. Wait, let's talk about food, man. Yeah, let's talk about food. Yeah, sorry, going back. So, okay, so 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 the first question is, how did you get into that? I mean, you're amazing at it, but how did you get into that? That's like so random for you, dude. Yes, it is very random. One morning, I saw my mom walk into out of the house. I was like, "Hey, why are you wearing a chef's uniform?" Oh, I just uh, I took a course with uh, Tito Jean. Like, just because Chef Jean is like a childhood. Uh, I, I, a twenties or like a twenty, like an eighteen, like a teens, a late teens, like eighteen year old when they were eighteen or something, friend of hers, right? And I was like, oh okay. I was like, I'm kind of interested too, because uh, I want to cook. I originally wanted to cook because I wanted to meal prep for myself because I want to get fitter. Everybody I know who has abs, uh, cook their own food unless they're actually skinny, you know. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to just, I just wanted to learn how to cook. You know, I'm not confident at all in the kitchen. I could just learn this all off on YouTube. There has to be a system that I could learn something from a, from the start, right? Um, then, like, I just took like the skills class, which you you took the buffet off, and then I was like, oh, I think I have a good palate. I I, I have a pretty good sense of how things are. I have I think I am arguably like food intelligent. You know, I think I could eventually manage this, despite it being difficult, because. Managing food business is very hard, you know. I, this, it's more about the management than the actual food, because like there are a lot of delicious restaurants that did not make it just because of bad management, you know. So like I was like, okay, I think I could be successful in this, you know. Uh, I think I could 
provide to the people like great experiences, a, a, a lot of great experiences of our life. We just don't did not realize it happened at the table. You know, we 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 are a lot of memories in our travels happen with good food. You know, a lot of our good dates happen with good food. We look forward to holidays for what we're going to eat. You know, we get homesick because we lack eating something. You know, and, and, and this is something that I, I, I like, I wish to provide for people that I want to serve um, people in this sense. You know, if it may not be, for example, in a restaurant immediately, maybe I would probably be part of a cooking show. Why not? You know, I could be a like host chef. You never know, man. Maybe, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like the, the point I, is. I could be the host. You can be one of the chefs. Iron Chef uh, Web 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> like, Iron Chef Philippines. I'll be like, yeah, that's right. The secret ingredient. You want you to know, motherfuckers? Malungay leaves. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. I, yeah. I have a lot to learn. But like that's how it started. I, 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 I wanted to meal prep for myself. I found out that I have a good sense of things. So I wanted to pursue it. So I took the professional course. So now I actually have a, I'm working for a culinary diploma actually already. So it'll take me like a, I guess a good year or two uh, based on what I've, the units I've already taken. Uh, then uh, I also enrolled in an, in an Asian course that would go throughout an entire year because Ooh. I'm an Asian. I mean, I'm an Asian, and like, if I if I would ever provide for food for the world, they would expect me to cook good Asian stuff. In the Philippines, what they would expect for your girlfriend at least, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like for example, I'd I'd be working abroad or I'd start a business abroad, then could could work. I mean, depending who who knows where I'm gonna end up in, and like uh, apart from that, I have to consider that like oh, and I I have to consider that I should be very good at seafood because as a Filipino national. if I would go anywhere, they'd ex- they, they would, and like the school is very strict with seafood, especially, you know, because like I, I come from a tropical country, you know, like I would just register and be like, well, where did you study? CACS, where in the Philippines? All right, you have to be good at seafood. I'm getting you because of your seafood, you know, or like, you, well, which makes a lot of sense, man. Mm-hmm. It makes too much sense. Like, sorry to cut you off. Like, I remember no, one time. Uh, shit, what year was this? Sorry, man. Like, you know, this is the problem with me when I, when I didn't bring these podcasts. Like, I'm very honest, and yet I also forget. So this is like 2015 or 2016, like many years before I met Rika, and obviously many years before I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hanging out with this friend of mine. He is from a Scandinavian country, probably Norway. And he has this friend, all right, Jamaican. There's a friend who's Jamaican. Baby. Very, very awesome lady. She makes this excellent jerk chicken. But mm-hmm. she was telling me that when you're from a, a country that's, you know, very islandy, right? Like the Philippines, mm-hmm. you know, basically Southeast Asia. It's always the seafood where you should be good because you have a lot of it. As compared yeah. to, let's say, you're from, let's say, the U.S., for example. Yeah, sure. Maybe in Boston and those other sides, those other states where there's seafood. But then what if you're fucking from Oklahoma? Right, we're, we're, inland. We're very, we are very exposed to seafood, man. Exactly. Like even and like the most common Filipino would be exposed like, to the most exactly crazy. Like, how tilapia, like like grilled tilapia, is seafood like, abroad, right? Like a regular dude, like a regular dude from like some whatever beach in the Philippines would like have his hands in oysters. Exactly. 
So, so, yeah, like, okay. So this would blow, it like would blow my girlfriend's mind with how much fruits and fish we have food, here. Right? But, um, okay, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. So, like, you mentioned that, you know, because honestly, I think you have a good future and shit. But um, when, it, when it comes to that, right, um, seafood and all these things, what is the amount of pressure that you have? Because here's the thing. Oysters, you can just simply say, I'm going to serve it raw because these are good. No need to bake or whatever. But when you have something like, because in the Legacy Buffet, you did have seafood. Aside from the sashimi, you had that um, salmon that was baked, right? What was it exactly? Salmon, you got to be careful. Cedarwood. Uh, yeah. Salmon. yeah. So aside from salmon, because salmon is very common around the world, right? That, that, yeah. That's something that I think, if I could be wrong, but most countries have some sort of salmon, right? But when we talk about, let's say, lobster or... Um, clams and all these things because you are taking asian cuisine right that you mentioned yeah. that that's the moment you're going for so mm-hmm. first thing first question is how difficult is it to do asian cooking because asia is so different the philippines this is the only asian country i know that hates spice right think about it malaysia yeah. spicy yeah, sure. indonesia spicy singapore yeah. spicy vietnam spicy philippines we hate spice yeah, yeah. Then aside from that, when you cook um, seafood in Asia, it's all different. China likes stir fry. Vietnam loves and broth with the pho, etc. Mm-hmm. Philippines, it's more savory. So, how do you get all of this information and keep it, man? Because that's that's pretty difficult. Well, there's like a treat in it. There's like a tree, like a mother cuisine. Yeah. There's some mother cuisine, and there are other little cuisines that happen, and that that's for the whole culinary world. You know, like for Western cuisine, for example, a lot of it is under the Italian mother cuisine. Under that, you have French. Under that, you have Spanish. Um, a lot of, like, in this, the, in the continent of Eurasia, you know, especially here in the East, right? A lot of cuisine, uh, the cuisine falls under two mother cuisines, Indian and Chinese. So um, on our side of the world, Oriental Asia, okay, disregarding, like, you know, the Arab nations, the Arab nations and stuff. Uh, actually, I'd like to give an acknowledgement to Europe, actually. Uh, Russia, for example, like Russia has like caviar, has herring, herring. Um, I mean, this snow, like cold cold weather, like in the colder parts of Russia, because Russia's big, right? Uh, Super uh, big. Yeah, I think yeah. half of Europe, half is Asia, man. I think a lot of people are aware of, of like uh, the colder part of Russia because that's what you see in the media. But there's more than just that, you know. Uh, a lot of it is right? it's a lot of it's very diverse. But anyway, like coming coming back to like Asia, right? Uh, Vietnam, Thailand, um, this Oriental Asia is, falls on under the Chinese mother cuisine, and under this mother cuisine, there are a couple of techniques. You have glazing. You have stir frying, okay. You have velveting. So, uh, what any any country with a Chinese influence, you know, has has this particular texture with their meat. It probably if you if you're trying to figure out what this this texture is, it's it's velveted meat, you know. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, um, there are all these Asian countries that have a particular, like what what's what's in the Filipino food that's in China under Chinese cuisine. You know, what's what's the Chinese influence there? We have a use of soy sauce, ginger, onions garlic you know, MSG. And, uh, msg yeah i, I and like the th- one comment about msg is like 
I believe, you know, back then MSG was bad until it got called out. Now the contents of MSG are probably more acceptable, you know. Like people always yeah. question. It's more about the umami taste, though. Like I never yeah. felt that it was really bad unless if like you put the whole fucking pack. MSG right? MSG today is better than what what it was back then. Oh really? Know? Okay. Because it got because it got called out. Like you know, I'm sure like one time in your life, like there was like a huge like you've noticed the huge issue on MSG. Yeah, that's unhealthy. Uh-oh. Battery sicknesses and shit like that. Yeah. My voice, like, I, you can still hear me, but the camera is uh, kind of off. Okay, just give me a second. Sure, but uh, the- while while Bruno's figuring out or fixing his camera, guys, thank you so much for you know being here. Um, again, I would like to thank our sponsors for tonight's episode, uh, Swagat Indian Cuisine, which does not use MSG, Basket uh, More Manila, and their maker. <laughs> so yeah, guys, again, if you have any questions for Bruno, please put down in the comment section because right now, um, me personally, I'm just talking to him as a food critic and he is back. That was very quick, man. Like, Jesus, fucking <laughs> like, I'm sorry for I like, cursing about that, that, you, that you can curse part. if you want, that, that, that's fine, but if you don't want to curse, it's also good. I but yeah, part, so going back to um, MSG <laughs> about you know, because you mentioned that in Asian cuisine, there are two branches, right? Chinese and Indian. So, in Chinese, Mother there's cuisine, fried, velvet, and all these things. So, yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. So, um all of it has that particular influence. So basically, how do, your question is, how do you manage all this this knowledge, yeah. right? Information management. Uh, you just have to know where it comes from. What the start is. If once you know Chinese cuisine, which is very complicated, and it's the food would taste very different. It's crazy. From from from, from whatever falls under it it's it's way more complicated than western cuisine super complicated like 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 the chinese were building cities while europe was still like cavemen and stuff you know or or like yeah the chinese were building empires while europe was still figuring out that they should use a fork or their hands and eating Mm -hmm. yeah no but yeah with that one though bruno sorry i I just Mm -hmm. wanted to cut you off so yeah so with that one like you mentioned chinese cuisine is very complicated right i mean me personally I love the Shenzhen side. I love spice mm, in my yeah. food. Like in hot pot, I'm the kind of guy that I need at least 20 red chilies in my hot pot <laughs> to enjoy the food. Like I love spicy food. Rika hates spicy food. I love spicy food. Mm-hmm. But like what you mentioned, very complicated, right? Chinese food. So how were you able to like, because right now you're still getting that diploma and I wouldn't be surprised if you become like the star student there. But how do you, like, get the taste of food? Because that's the one thing, right? Traveling. We're in for each ingredient, especially when it comes to meat. You have Mm. to know the taste of each meat, right? Beef is very flavorful. Pork is very flavorful. Um, But chicken is Mm. very diverse, right? It can be a bit bland when you don't put salt, pepper, etc., that's why chicken is the favorite of a, lot, of a lot of chefs because you can do a lot of things with it. Actually, chicken, to... and, chicken and pork have a very similar uh, profile as, okay. as a meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ahead. whatever yeah. you do in a, in a chicken dish, you can do the same with pork. Legit? Okay. Okay. Most likely, yes. It's almost the same profile as a, as a meat you would cook. So, like for example, like sweet and sour in Chinese, you know, or like... Yeah, sweet and sour fish, sweet and sour... Yeah, sweet and sour even like in Filipino dishes, you know, you can have like lechon manok, right? Lechon 
Babu, uh, Lechon Baboy. You know, and like Lechon Monok and Lechon Baboy probably taste the same as compared to Lechon, Lechon Bak, which is entirely different taste, right? Very different, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is you do to chicken, you can do the same uh, to pork, uh, you know? So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, regarding tastes, uh, you have to be experienced. And like, uh, there was an incident in, 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 uh, in like, uh, you know, in, in the higher level of, of, of like my senior, my seniors, you know, in, in, in the school, you know, that, uh, these guys have been, uh, this particular, I wouldn't want to say too much about it, but like the, the, the instructors were complaining that like, you got to experience more guys. Like you have to understand the cuisine you're cooking. You know, the techniques of what you're cooking, but you just didn't nail it. You know, you have you have to explore, which is why I think like I I, I could say that it's pretty expensive pursuit. You know, right? you have to I, imagine for you to actually have to taste. Yeah, you travel to China. You know, there's 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 the difference between like like a, a Cantonese profile of your of your soy chicken. And there's a difference between like a like a Shenzhen profile of your soy chicken. You know, and like like if you were well versed in that particular cuisine, you would know the difference. You know, like for me, like obviously, like by I guess by you could tell by my personality and my value systems, by the way I speak, right? Like I would be, I'm pretty cosmopolitan in 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 upbringing, and I have been exposed like to all kinds of cuisines, to all kinds of foods. I I could rec, I would to a certain extent, not as much as like these chefs do, because like these chefs actually go out to these countries to go like, ah, okay, so this is the the profile of this of this part of china for example you know like a, a little bit of history about myself right uh uh well the the asian part of me has a lot of thai influence my grandmother had business in thailand more successful than she did here in the philippines and i'd spent a lot of my childhood in thailand uh no i have not studied in thailand but uh, um, you know i just go there when on like a weekend or like on a, on a break, you know, just to, yeah, to your chill. family spends time yeah. there. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a lot of well, one thing I'd always do is eat, and like, so I, I ended up learning how to enjoy like the spicy food. You know, first of all, like you have to, if once you get past the, the spicy barrier, there's more tastes in that. You know, like okay, I could tell like this is probably from like a a chili or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a comment here. Leonas by Paulo Aguas. Shout out to Paulo Aguas for <laughs> commenting. <laughs> no, uh, well, by uh, yeah, you don't like, need to yeah. like shout out because that's like <laughs> private chat. No one can see that. You don't even need to. Like that. <laughs> no, but but, but yeah, like yeah. my family is has a, a, a my mother's side is is, is has a, a lot of Thailand is like my third home. You know, my second home is uh, Southern California. Hence the accent. <laughs> you oh, know? Man, I Eventually, it will be. But like, I mean, like, I couldn't help but sound like this. You know, okay. <laughs> dude. I mean, like, I'm gonna be frank with you. Like, I have friends who will watch this and probably bully the two of us because I mean, I don't think you have an accent. Do you think I have an accent? I wouldn't know, my friend. Right, right. I mean, like, it's not so easy. Something like. Does Bruno have an accent? Do I have an accent? I mean, like, if, if you had, let's say, a French accent, you know what I mean, where you, you sound like you want butter every single time you talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Um, then, then you would notice. But, like, yeah, you have zero accent for me, man. But, 
yeah, but yeah, going back to your culinary, so it was very random for you. You got into it. You're you're doing really well. And can I just ask you this question? Hmm. Like, so so you know, you, you you have these classes and you're taking all of this, and now you know from a young kid wanting to be a director, then now you know you became an actor and a model because you probably have abs and all of that shit. Um, now now you're doing culinary. I don't from, have abs from, from all the cooking of delicious food. I mean, I wouldn't have abs because I'll probably eat your delicious cooking. That's okay because I never even dreamt of having abs. But like now, you're you're thinking, where will I be? Will I become like the next Gordon Ramsay? Will, will I have restaurants all over the world like Jamie Oliver? Like, when did you decide that culinary is where you want to be? Because I mean, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like me, I'm. I mean, I'm a decent cook. I'd say I'm like good at home cooking, right? Like I would never be five star hotel levels unlike you. But when did you decide that okay, I'm taking this culinary class, you know, because of these reasons, then now I can imagine myself working in like Shangri-Las in Mongolia or something. I mean, you, you get you get the question, right? Like when did you decide that hey, I can be a fucking professional chef right now? Well, uh the thing is no matter what, I have to run my own business, you know. And basically what I saw with myself is the uh, ability, opportunity. If I mean, I just coined that word, but that, if that makes sense on, on, on the way I said it, right? Like, I, I, f- I did see an opportunity to that, like, okay, I could bring value on a large scale. That means that not, it's not only something I personally enjoy. Like, I would never want to be, like, uh, to a certain extent, an elitist in anything I do. You know, it's important to be intelligible. It's important to create quality products or quality services. But I personally, you know, I everything that, that comes from me is for everybody. You know, there's no, like, Pang Sochelle here. There's no Pang Mas here. To a certain extent, it may exist, but it's not something I find the most... Um, important i mean it's, it's it's not something i i attach myself to i i serve the people man i'm for everybody you know what i mean so like the only like yeah no doubt you know i could produce food that everybody could enjoy you know and hopefully eventually like the biggest food critics would enjoy you know apart from that like maybe i could make a movie that that like um that anybody can enjoy even like the most intelligent uh movie critics could could enjoy like it goes for everything but i have to like i have to run a business i have to you know i have to provide for something something i am very knowledgeable about something i particularly enjoy and like for me i am a uh, media consumer i am a food consumer i think like the best uh businessmen are big fans of their product you know basically i just love eating uh like actual delicious food if it's not good like I mean, it's not, just not obvious with how like fit you are by the way well thank you i mean like of course if there's there's like a demand for how i should look in in my line of work right and like i think a lot of my, like, my mario potelli you know that bought times three or something but yeah 
I'm I'm honestly I gotta admit I'm sort of having trouble with with <laughs> getting shredded, uh, especially now that I'm cooking. Uh, but like I think all my life, you know, I I've, I I I have to eat. I have to eat healthy because like I'm an athlete. You know, like if if you know I've experienced that if I eat one wrong food, I wouldn't be able to run the mile. You know, so like I guess that's like my basis for everything. But like more importantly, like actually if 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 the food, if if the people who make the food come uh, does make these things with good ingredients, no matter what, you're not gonna get like too unhealthy for it. You know, of course, like there may there may be a surplus of a couple of things such as butter and flour, which will make you to a certain extent fatter than you should be. You know, but can, like can I be pissed at you right now? Like you said that you're not that shredded like right now like jesus talking christ bro like well am i mr stay buff man like jesus bro christ. listen like I, i'm like an, an artista expected to remove my shirt on screen of course yeah, I you have probably to still have abs if you do the same man It will be back probably in a month or two, but for now I do not. Yeah, know. in a month or two, if if Rika said, "Where are the abs, pal?" and like, yeah, it's like three years from now, you know, because I'm enjoying Bruno's roast beef white sauce right now. You know, Just because it's delicious doesn't mean it's bad for you. You know what? Man, you know what makes that, 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 no, 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 no. That for everybody true. watching this. For everybody watching this, you know what makes you fat? Hands. Okay, and what, what, getting, what makes you fat? What, what makes you and, fat? A and D and listen. Okay, you plan a diet, right? And like this diet is not even like not delicious. Like it's for example steak. Steak is great, right? It's healthy, you know. Unless okay. you have like, a heart problem, you know. Yeah. But it's healthy. Now, yeah, I'm gonna have steak this morning, and I'm gonna do deadlifts. But after my steak, I'm, I'm gonna. Have, but 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 what the mistake people make is that I'm gonna have steak. And after that, I'm gonna have ice cream. I'm gonna have a steak. I'm gonna have steak and like potatoes with this. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat this. I'm gonna, eat, I'm gonna have like a green, uh, green juice, whatever. And I'll have like a cupcake afterwards. Like it's these little details, you know, like the ends, like like you're you snacking on biscuits, you know, out of like meal time. You know, that's what makes you fat. I mean, not you, but like anyone fat. I, you know, it's the ants. It's those, those little details that you have on 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 what you eat. I that feel would... attacked. Can, can we I mean, cancel? This is this is like this is like advice I'm giving for myself. <laughs> no, I mean like, like this is advice like, I'm giving like, for myself. He's attacking me all. Like... No, listen, listen. We okay. live on on a, we live in 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 like a a lifestyle. Like the modern lifestyle is a lifestyle of surplus, and this this surplus is sometimes a risk generally people are healthy we just don't look it because of like of course like uh commercially like it's it's like the, the the abs body right but like uh you know like what's the goal <laughs> you know like, like yeah uh the the point is like we live in a life surplus be careful with it Personally, I suffer from information overload. I think I have too much information. You know how many hard drives I have in my house? I think I should buy more. You know? Like, it's a lot of information. A lot of PDFs. A lot of books. A lot of videos from this trip, that trip. I'd go, like, visit, like, Japan for, like, two days. I'd come home with, like, you know, 200 gigabytes. <laughs> you Man, know? Like, 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 it's you know, for, me, 
I'm very old school. I keep my information in hardbound books, but I'm still bothered that that you feel you're not that fit, man. Like G- Jesus Christ. I personally believe I'm fit, you know. But good. What is, like, good. What is expected of me? Good. What is expected good. of me? Good. Because if you if you Should just, just said, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> no, no, like, if you agree, I agree with you, yeah. I'm not. I'll be like Jesus fucking Christ, Bruno. Like. You versus me, people be like, yeah, Paolo's like the the pig to roast and, and shit, right? But okay, yeah. But going back to your culinary, because, you know, you're like fit and shit. Okay, so you're talking about taste, right? And all these things. So I guess to sum, sum it all up, let's say for people like Rika, who could barely fry an egg. Um, Can you say that? Then you're, I mean, you're not going to get shit for it later? <laughs> at all man like if i were like okay like this right i would like, say if that you would challenge me and rika to fry an egg i can guarantee you even if i'm drunk i could fry a better egg than her um because her egg would be the westernized side mine would be the more asian side where i put a lot of oil you cook the top but when you open it the yolk comes out but anyway so with that being said see where was i going with this but anyway, um, I don't, with, with, I don't with, want to partake in the, this particular topic. I have nothing to do with it. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. You don't, I have nothing to do with this topic. I cook breakfast for you. Anyway, so go, going back, let, let's just sum it up, right? Hmm. Um, why did you take culinary and why is it important? Uh, and are you that afraid of Rika? Like, seriously? <laughs> well, usually in like a relationship setting, if you complain about your lover's food, right? It wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. It's nothing like, it's nothing controversial, but don't worry. Uh, well, I just, it's, personally, it's something I really enjoy. And I actually, for the most part, I have personal growth in this. I'm like a man having power over food, uh, his own food at least. You know, to a certain extent, uh, like just from the, from the start of my culinary class, I've already become a better man. You know, just by being able to to have power over my own food, I can go anywhere. I could never be hungry, and I could make food for others. You know, on on like the greater extent, this could be like a, a business. I think everybody should capitalize on the things that they think they have an opportunity, and I have the opportunity to study this. You know, um, like I have good mentors, you know, Chef Jean uh, and like all the other uh, chefs who have had taught me um, from CACS, you know, like um, Chef King, Chef Francis, Chef Toto, Chef Ron. And like, I mean, these are the guys I've done. I've taken lessons with like frequently. Of course, there are more chefs in that list, you know, but like, isn't it like such an opportunity to be surrounded by people with so much experience? And apart from that, I have like classmates who are who are like uh also as committed as i am you know who who i mean like going in culinary school is like no joke it's a lot of commitments a lot of effort you know i mean like any any education is this you have to like shell out for it if, if you catch my drift you know uh it's it's it's, it's no joke and like for me like uh, to be able to i'm you know i'm i'm getting more value than i shell out for I, I i could not not do something about it you know for the least for the least i'll cook for myself and that's great but people love food man you talk about like people love food if you have the power over something people love 
why would you not use it? It's an opportunity, you know. And, and like I'm, I'm like all these chefs who taught me how to do things. Like they love what they do, you know. Like they love it so much they would get pissed if you fuck it up, you know. Like 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 there's there's so much layers into it, you know. Like it, it makes me grow, like not as a person, you know. It it, it gives me like a sense of of power over first of all myself i mean like uh, i'm a lot more confident now that i can cook something and that something's not just something it's actual like food with like the principles to back it up you know like i wouldn't go in the kitchen and go like why did i make this mistake like no i know exactly you you know what's happening to what i'm cooking uh everybody when presented with something you know like i believe that like us like in this economic life like i think i think human society today is very economic driven right people should invest on the things they have opportunities in you know this culinary thing uh, was in like an accidental discovery for myself and like i just found out that it that it's some, something i i can uh benefit from mm, sorry mrs girlfriend said good night sure, uh, go if, if you're watching this good night <laughs> love you <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> you can Bye. watch the replay tomorrow <laughs> no I, I could stay awake all night it's fine we could this this episode could be for eight hours if you want you know but of course that's not gonna happen but <laughs> like no man uh, like eight hours I'm yours, is brutal, man. Like, yeah 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 but like like i'm all yours man like i've you know it's a, it's my pleasure to be in this this podcast so <laughs> good night go to sleep babe <laughs> uh so yeah she replied through message no. She's probably like, I'm not watching anymore, so, so stop speaking <laughs> my local language. But anyway, no, yeah, no. go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's after the Love you. Okay, done. Sorry. <laughs> Man, I understood what you said, but I probably say 99% of my viewers didn't. But yeah, go ahead. It's okay. Yeah, they may not know it's some sweet stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> How much alcohol do I have left? Maybe I can just pour the whole bottle. But, but yeah, Bro, finish the bottle. <laughs> so yeah, um, for the most part, listen, like everybody loves food, man. You know, it brings me great joy to provide for somebody something they like. You know, that's why I like making uh, my own videos to begin with. You know, like I bring a camera everywhere. I make, I shoot something nice. People get entertained. I love it. You know, I love seeing smiles on people's faces or like tears when when the artwork is about to offend, uh, to, to to make to make them vulnerable or anything. It's not like it's not a crying thing. The, the principle is vulnerability, right? But like coming back to food, like everybody remembers what they eat. You know, like everybody remembers like grandma's cooking when she used to be, uh, you know, like alive or something. You know, everybody remember like food is one of the five senses. Every day you eat three times a day you know for a special occasion you choose to go to a restaurant you know on a holiday you know on 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 new year's maybe you'd go to like a local uh resto bar and you'd have like the luxury food that you you look forward to you know you'd shell out money on 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 eating like uh 
in an ex, in a, like an expensive restaurant, for example, like, and you, you better get your money's worth when you when you pay for that. You know, like like it is a service that you that has served people since the beginning of like organized society. You know, like and and to me, to be able to give uh, people this experience, you know, it, it's it would be my pleasure. It would be work that I would enjoy. You know, it would be fulfilling. Well, like on the basic level, it made me grow as a person. It already has. You know, I, I perceive that I uh, walk through this world with more confidence for sure. You know, um, but, you know, it's an experience of life. You know, like, like basically you can like a person, a personality can be based on the food that a person eats a sense of home like you would get homesick but you would eat something that reminds you of home you know or or maybe like not even reminds you of home but something that's delicious that could replace that experience of home you know some people would get upset if a restaurant would close you know uh, some people would 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 like oh i miss the food in this place i miss the food in that place like this is a, this is important you know like 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 food is is no joke so like if i would have power over knowledge on that you know and the and the the ability to 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 serve you know like to to in for example you could invest on a business you probably made i'd maybe me do deliveries i'd get like i'd pay like buy some ingredients you know there's like a, of course for the labor i'd like sell it at a high a little bit of a higher price of course it's no joke you'd spend time doing that you know but uh, it's a, it's a business. As I mentioned a while ago, you know, capitalism in its purest form would uh, would be uh, to you know to actually just provide people with something that they need or or they can consume. You know, uh, at the same time, I'd have profit from my services. You know, that's basically it. Like it's it's basic. Like everybody's it's probably everybody's motivation to do business uh, for for self-run business uh, uh, I, I have to run a business man like I can't like uh, work for somebody uh, I, I couldn't like there's so much of an initiative drive in in my in my system you know uh, which is to me is daunting I think the hardest part about this is not the food but the management the bad uh, like the uh, the budgeting you know the the like everything has to do with it like food is like the the like it's it's the main part of it what's the least concern same with like um movies like my the showbiz career the entertainment career like the entertainment piece is the biggest commodity but apart from that everything else is the more important part like how could you actually manage this by yourself you know how could you i'm i'm guess, trying to get active on youtube by the way so if you're watching this it's a bit late on the episode but like please do subscribe to my channel <laughs> okay um yeah so, you know, Bruno, thank you so much for that. Um, it's been amazing having you here. Uh, it's been awesome. And can I just simply say that, guys, if Bruno ever posts about having another buffet or whatever, just take it, man. I mean, it's around, how much was it the last time? Like one five? Somewhere one there. Somewhere there. Uh -huh. I really yeah, what's around that range? It's not going to be more yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like two, but uh, I know that, you know, one five two thousand maybe a bit expensive but when when bruno cooks it go for it right so um 
yeah very awesome food thank you so much uh bruno thank you so much for being here man i mean it's well, thank you so much for having me like it's my man, pleasure man. it's been more than what we talked about but dude i appreciate you know your honesty your your answers it's been amazing um for okay so i will give you the moment right now to plug in everything you want so go ahead <laughs> well I'm in the middle of many things, so I uh, there are some things going on that I would. It's not yet the time to plug them, but please like stay tuned in my life. You know, it's uh, Bruno Gabriel TV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, but I don't use it. But if you want to follow me there, why not? And TikTok, I made one video on TikTok which got flagged for copyright, but I bought the rights. Like I literally paid for rights and then TikTok flagged me. I don't know why. And uh <laughs> and uh for the most important please follow me on YouTube. That is where you will uh so please subscribe to me on YouTube. That is where you will see me the most probably from now on. You know like Instagram would most likely just be promotional materials, maybe a nice picture or two. I'm not even on my own pictures a lot of times because I'm always behind the camera, you know, but YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. It's, uh, yeah, just Bruno Gabriel. And it's like a picture of me doing this. <laughs> so can you see that picture? Wait, sample again, sample again. No. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I love how you did it again. By the way, <laughs> wait. Let me check. Let me check if that. Wait. Let me check if that's the picture first. Maybe I just like embarrassed myself by doing that. Like in black and white, man. I love how you're like. Let me let me check the YouTube. Yep, it's it's me doing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So, is that all? Is that is that all your socials? Uh, yes. Like I, honestly, I have a lot more to plug in plug on but i can't say them yet okay well bruno thank you Stay again tuned. so much this has been such an amazing episode uh thank you again so much for being here iglap will be back again next week uh it's gonna be a bit more political but that's fine but bruno gabriel thank you so much for being here i know you're very busy but thank you again so much thank you so much you, you gave me your time that you could have given to your girlfriend but thank you so much iglap will be back again next week Bruno, take care. Everyone, take care. See you guys next week. Bye, everyone. See you, Paula, and see everyone.